Hey everyone, just like to welcome you to another episode of This Is Life with Jamie Thorne. A quick couple shout outs to Rebound Sport and Spine to my buddy Mark. Uh, he's helped me out tremendously in the last couple of years. Uh, at his facility, he offers chiropractic, RMT, concussion management, laser therapy, physio, and kinesiology. To my buddy Adam Mulford, APX Performance, he does trigger point therapy on me probably about once a week and it helps tremendously. So look him up on Instagram. To Canprev, I take their magnesium every day and it has about 800 different effects in the body, so get on it. The Hypervolt uh, massage gun from Hyperice. Uh, it's an amazing tool. I've talked about this many times. Um, if you want to feel better and loosen up uh, tight muscles and break up fascia, it's a great tool to have. To the Iron Neck, um, I use it probably three, four times a week, and it's helped out with eliminating headaches and strengthening my neck and balancing out the tight muscles and weak muscles. To Apex Granite and Tile, they are located in Langley. Uh, they do my countertops for me with my renovation company. Um, so yeah, check out their new Instagram page, Apex Granite, and also their new website, apexgranite.com. Um, this is a great conversation I had with Shelly. She used to be a trainer of mine when I was at Steve Nash, located in South Surrey. And I had a great conversation with her. It was, uh, it was quite a bit of fun. So I hopefully you guys enjoy the conversation that we had. Thanks. Hello, everyone. We are back in the studio on a Saturday afternoon when it's about 40 degrees outside with Shelly Sharon. Sharon. So welcome to the studio, Shelly. Thank you. And thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So tell everyone what you do or did. Tell, yeah, what <laughs> I did. It's over now. Um, I was a personal trainer. I was an educator as well of personal trainers. That's kind of a little bit in a nutshell. I mean, we branched off from there. My, I guess you could say, specialty or thing that I enjoyed doing most was rehab type clients. Yeah. So that was always interesting, always lots to learn. I took a million courses on a million things. So are you certified in like trigger point therapy then too? Many years ago, I took a trigger point course. It was like a hands-on type trigger point course, which yeah. as a personal trainer is not really supposed to be within our scope of practice. But he was teaching it to kind of anybody that wanted to learn. This was probably a little bit before the foam roller craze and things like that. Oh, yeah. It, very interesting work. Yeah, I get um, it done quite a bit, and it's just painful. My buddy, actually, my buddy Adam Mulford, I don't know if you know Adam, but he's know. the one that sort of brought in a lot of the trainers to Steve Nash in okay. South Surrey. Mm -hmm. So he knows Gareth. He knows, he knows, um, we're just talking about him. Chad. Chad and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So yeah, he's, that's what he does on me. He's coming over. He actually does like everybody now in the family, but he's doing osteopathic right now in school too, which is very interesting. I went to an osteopath recently for my first time. There's one just at the equestrian center. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, on okay. Eighth or on 200th. Yeah. And it's, it's a very different process. Manipulating. It's kind of, yeah. I would say, a cross between physio, chiro, you know. Kinesiology. A, yeah, yeah, a bunch of things all smushed together. But it's together. weird how it works because yeah. even like, you know, my uh, brother-in-law, Chaz, Katie's brother lives next to me with his girlfriend, Alexa. 
and they're really into fitness too. So Adam comes over here like almost every Sunday and works on like me, Katie's sister, Leah. There's like five or six of us sometimes. We'll be here for like half a day. Nice. Like, and we'll do it inside the shop. So it's nice and cool. But it's weird how he like manipulates certain things. And it's like, well, how do you feel? It's like, well, it's always too soon. Like when people ask that, like, oh, how do you feel? It's like, well, I'm supposed to say better. But like, if I'm going to be honest, I don't feel anything just yet. Needs to integrate. Yeah. And I went for a walk with Leo like four hours later. And I totally forgot that I even had a session that day. And I felt like I was walking like more correctly. Like I yes, felt my yes. posture improve. I was like, whoa. I was like, that's weird. I've never felt something release something or something in my body release so quickly. Yes. You know, even if you go for like IMS, which I hate, but it works really well. It's not for like two, three days after where you're like, oh, okay, there you know, then there, there's a relax. But this was like four hours later. I was like, wow, that's weird. It's so. an interesting way of, of working with the body. I mean, they are super knowledgeable. The things they have to learn are... The book he brings of, over and what he talks to us about is it's fascinating learning about like the triangle from your two shoulders down to your hips. And like, you know, once in a while, my right shoulder would be tight, but then it's like, oh yeah, my left hip because it cuts across your body. I'm like, yeah, yeah. the body is one of the most complex things. Like, I think that's one of the things... I like had trouble with in school. Like when I was there, I was like, I was so underestimated this. I was oh, like, yes. the body is so complex and nutrition. Like, what do I, what do I eat? How do I train? Like, it's just, it's one of the most confusing things. But then you, every person you talk to has their own take on that. Yeah. And they believe that what they say is the best the gospel. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that might not work for everybody. Yeah. So I think that's where we run into problems these days is that so many people think they have all the answers mm -hmm. and have never been educated, never been to school about it. And even if you have, there's still so much still, to yeah. know. Well, that's and what was one of the questions I was thinking before you came over is like, what do you think of these online coaches that train like... We're going to open this up, are we? Okay. <laughs> well, it's just, again, I'm not trying to offend anyone that's listening, course, whatever. It's just an opinion where I see certain people recommending how to train when you're not actually certified. I'm not going against the knowledge you have. Like, I have a lot of knowledge because I've trained for many years. I've gone to see you in the past. I see Adam. I've watched guys at the gym, and my, I've gained my knowledge from that internet but I see people training other people, like do it like this and this. I'm like, That's I'm not trying to be mean, but your form is terrible. And now you're teaching this to someone. And I'm like, there's a reason why there's classes that you should go to to learn these, to things. Learn these things correctly. Or, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Well, uh, but then again, even if you say, okay, I'm going to go take this course and I'm going to learn these things. There's many people teaching those courses and they have their own philosophies and, and ways of doing things. And you can still, I mean, every time I took a course, I think I would take away the little bits that I could and sort of integrate it into what I know and what I believe and sort of make it my own. Yeah. I can't necessarily say that, oh, everything that person says, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Does that mean that I think that they're wrong or they don't know or I think that I'm right? No. There's not always a right or wrong, just different. Yeah. And how can I apply that knowledge that I've just learned in the best way 
to benefit my client. Yeah, because one of the things that I've always thought growing up was if you're doing a squat, your knees don't protrude past your toes. But then now I see a ton of like high-end trainers like on Instagram or Facebook. It's okay. Like there's different ways of squatting. And I'm like, well, for me, that's not good <laughs> for my issues. Right there. I think the thing is, I don't think there's any exercise that's contraindicated, but it may be contraindicated for that person. Yeah. So that's where we put the personal in personal training. Yeah. And what is right for my client based on their body, their issues, their limitations. Yeah. And so many trainers don't even take stock of that. Like there's not any kind of um, information gathered at the beginning, no mm -hmm. assessment. And they just go, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Well, maybe that's not right for your client. Maybe that doesn't meet with their goals. Maybe that doesn't meet with the limitations they have on their own body at this moment. Mm -hmm. Not that they can't get better, but today what's going to work for you. So, you know, I've been doing through this whole pandemic thing, Luckily, I mean, I felt a little spoiled because I have a gym in my house. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, of course, I couldn't invite anybody over and all the gyms were closed. Yeah. So I felt a little bad about that, that I wish I could share, but I can't. Yeah. And so as time has gone on, I sort of get a little lonely working out by myself. So I've done some online workouts. Yeah, some not so great. <laughs> and It's got to be hard through a computer. It is a little bit. I found... A couple people that it's like, okay, I can modify or just not listen to a few things that they say. But overall, they've been pretty good. I actually did one today. Yeah. And they're like, this is, you're going to burn a thousand calories. This is going to be so awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't burn a thousand calories. I'm sweating a lot because it's hot today. Yeah. But it was fairly low key, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, hey, I guess it's up to me to go faster, jump higher, lift heavier. Yeah. You know, I can make it harder, but your first go, I don't know what's coming up. So you temper it a little yeah. bit. Um, and then I, there was one I looked at the other day for about three minutes and went, no, can't do this one. And I mean, it has to do with the person's energy. Once they start talking, what's the knowledge yeah. that they have? And you know, you can sort of tell right off the hop that, no, I don't think this one's going to go well. Yeah, I've never done like a, I've done like yoga on YouTube, like on the TV, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem with not training in person with someone. It's so much better to push yourself when you're training with someone. Like the energy you feel yes. when you're training with someone, like it almost amps you up. You almost take their energy and they take yours and it gets you jacked up more. Yes. It's like I train by myself all the time i have a next door inside the barn my brother-in-law chaz we built a full gym in there on oh, two cool. stories Very nice. mostly him but we have everything in there nice so it's perfect yeah. but you just have to turn on this certain type of music i guess if you're going to train by yourself where it sort of gets you jacked up a bit i mean some people can be very self-motivated mm -hmm. and other people can't and you know you find what works best for you but definitely training with somebody Oh, they're going to lift that? Well, I can lift that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do one more? Two and a half more pounds. I can on do it. one more. Yeah. You know, so that friendly competition, I think, is what spurs you on and, yeah. and it helps you out. And I guess as a trainer, that's a little bit of what our job is to yeah. bring the energy and help you get in those extra couple reps or lift a little heavier or yeah. push through what you would normally do. Because we all training by ourselves, yeah, that's good enough today. And For sure. And I still. I still do that sometimes too. Like sure. 
you know, it's the classic saying is, uh, the day you start training is the day you're never satisfied. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's true. Yeah. Like you're always trying to tweak something on your body, even like, you know, pro bodybuilders, you're still not happy with this and this, but for us to look at them, we're like, Oh my God, how fucking jacked you are. Yeah. But they're like, no, I got to work on this. Got to work on this. Oh yeah. It's a big problem. Yeah. Like huge (laughs) problem, you know, but it's funny though, like how that works. I think in every facet of life, we're all a work in progress. And oh, for you sure. sort of have to just be happy with the journey and not worry so much about what that end point is. It's like, how is it getting there? Well, and that's the big problem these days where everyone wants results oh, instantly. tomorrow. Instantly, like, what yeah. can I take to jack up my testosterone? How can I burn fat? What can I do here? You know, it's like, man, this is a work in progress. I think I remember reading something a long time ago. It was like, I think if you start working out within the first year, is like the most amount of weight you'll gain is usually in your first year of training. But then after that, it's like you're lucky to gain five or ten pounds a year well, of like you, actual muscle. If you're you think you're say weight training and you're increasing your weights all the time, you're gonna get to a point where you're pretty close to your you max. max yeah. And so your your increases are gonna be really small compared to when you first started. Of course, yeah. The, you know the trajectory is much more steep at the beginning. Yeah. So. You know, we have to understand that, like, how much better can I get? And not get injured along the way. (laughs) Right, by, like, okay, forcing it too fast, too much too soon. Or when you start getting into all the things that that people take, you Mm -hmm. know, to try to give them that edge. Is that giving you the edge? Is that good? Like, I guess you have to figure out your why. It it depends, yeah, what your goals are, how you want to look, how you want to feel, everything like that. And it depends how you want to train. Do you want to get more into CrossFit style? We got to be really careful doing that. <laughs> and Don't then, get me started. Yeah, and then <laughs> if you want to get into weightlifting, it's like, well, depends how fast you grow. Your ligaments and joints might be hurting because they can't keep up at the pace your muscles grow. And then all of a sudden, your ligaments and tendons start hurting, which I've ran into in the past. You know, and it's I, it's I tricky. It's really tricky. The job of a trainer as well to hopefully bring you along at your pace Mm -hmm. safely and hopefully get you towards your goal i mean i've seen so much crazy in the gym with some people oh yeah and some trainers that all they really care about is how much did you sweat and how much are you hurting that really shouldn't be the goal yeah you know especially if you're a new client or new to fitness and exercise Mm -hmm. you know i mean i had it's difficult as the trainer when you have a new client because I don't want them to feel like I'm just trying to get more money out of them by, oh, this is going to be a bit of a process. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. It takes a long takes time, time to get somewhere. And I can't do that all in a week or even a month or even six months sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I want you to train with me forever. Just safely, this is how we have to do it. It yeah. can't be done by next week. If anyone really wants to start working out, and if I could reverse time <laughs> a bit for myself, I would have gone to see a trainer right away. I would have done a full body assessment. What's weak already in your body? Where is the imbalances? Yeah. Stretch this, roll this. We're going to work on this. We're going to build your core up. We're going to you know, make sure your hips are good. Make sure your joints are good. Then work your way up. Right, like myself back in the day was like, I just want to get jacked. Of course. That of course. was all what me and my friends wanted to do. Now, 
it's like, it's about being healthy. It's about feeling good. Do I want to look good? A hundred percent. I think anybody that works out is lying if they don't say some of it is aesthetic. Oh, for sure. About how you look. Of course it is. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, when you get old like me, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) You're not old. Uh, You're good. In in my head here, I'm like about 25, but (laughs) on the outside, not so much. Um, But it's, it's more about reaching the end and and I don't want to be that 70 or 80 year old person that can hardly move and Mm -hmm. that oh sweetie I can't play ball with you because grandma's too old yeah you know I don't want to be that person so I'm gonna die trying not to be yeah because I've heard like both sides of it like I follow this guy named Cameron Haynes he's like an ultra marathon runner huge big time bow hunter his take on it was like you never know your, how long you're going to train for, so you might as well give her every time you do it. Or it's like, well, nobody knows when you're going to die, but nope. do you go as hard as you can every day, and it doesn't matter if you're sore, and even though this, you you know, he runs a marathon every day. That's what he does. And do you run like that until your knees are broken and say, hey, I gave it my all when I could? Yeah. Or do you train not half-assed, but not as hard as someone like that so you can train longer. But then you never know when you're going to kick the can. So it's like there's so many different sort of avenues. Like you can be a savage or you can like, uh, you know, I had a great workout. Or do you want to be like, uh, I just rode the bike for 10 minutes. I'm good. You know, that's really hard to answer because that's so personal Mm -hmm. for everybody, right? And who am I to say you need to be doing three hours of work or one hour of work or 10 minutes is good? everybody's got a different starting point. Everyone's got a different body, things going on. Uh, I mean, to me, I'm happy to see people out moving, just do something. Yeah. Now, having said that, we all know those people in the gym that have been coming to the gym for 15 years. They do the same thing in oh, the yeah. same order <laughs> with the same people. weight. <laughs> Why aren't I seeing any changes? Because you're not doing anything different. You're doing the same thing every yeah. day. So... I would like to see people maybe get out of their comfort zone, whatever that is for them. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone every time you work out, even if it's just a little bit, you know, or there's not going to be any changes. If you don't give a bo- the body a reason to change, it's going to yeah, go Yeah, if it doesn't good. challenge you, it won't change you. Exactly. That's one of the things that I sort of live off of. If you're not pushing yourself smartly, don't do shit all out of whack with your, however right, you're lifting. but. If you're not like, you know, if you're not dying towards that last couple reps, you're not doing much. Like your body, it's sort of weird that you have to, you know, rip your muscles at the fiber level (laughs) for them to grow. It's sort of weird how it works, but it's it's, obviously that's just how it works. (laughs) That's how it goes. I mean, I used to tease a lot of women that are like, I don't want to lift too heavy because I'm going to get huge. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is for Uh women naturally to get huge? And it's like, how much does your purse weigh? 15 pounds, then take those five-pound dumbbells and put them down because you're packing that purse all day. Yeah. So I think Or you carrying can... a kid. Exactly. Carrying a kid is rough. Like yes. Even my arms, I'm like, oh, man, not built for endurance. <laughs> like... Well, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, women especially, they're just a little bit scared. They think they're going to get all jacked no. up. And it's like, you won't. It's even hard for guys. Yeah. And we have way more testosterone than women. Yeah. If we're talking natural here, yeah, natural, yeah. then for sure. I yeah. mean, we all know those girls in the gym that look like dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have massive traps and shoulders. Yeah, yeah, supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. But that's, that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's a different conversation. Um, what do you think of, 
all these different, I guess, diets happening these days with vegan to paleo to keto to carnivore to there's I'm sure there's plenty there's more. a million I think if we're talking and using specifically the word diet it's probably not going to work I don't care what it is or a way of eating I guess I mean but that's how I would tend to term it is we need to find a way to eat that we can eat the rest of our lives that works for you that works for you mm-hmm. and I know there's all the people with the intermittent fasting and everything. If that's working for you, awesome. Yeah, I her. personally, my feet hit the ground. I need to eat breakfast mm-hmm. no matter what time it is. I can't wait till noon to eat. And I especially can't work out without eating. That's me. Yeah. If it works for you and you're comfortable with that, go to town. But I think most of the time when we say diet and we choose this new way to eat, is probably very different from what we've done before. We've cut out either food groups or whole meals. Yeah. And sure, you're going to lose weight, but can you do that forever? Yeah. The are discipline you, is intense. It is. And some people are really good at it. Some people last like 10 minutes. Okay, I got to have that ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Just because in my head I said I couldn't have it. So how can we develop a way of eating that you can do forever, that you don't feel like you're missing out? Yeah, And I guess that's why I sort of think, you know, the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time I'm going to eat pretty healthy, eat food from nature, all that kind of stuff. 20%, I still want it to be social and enjoyable. And if I can't go out with my friends and have a drink or a glass of wine or whatever, then what's the point? Like, why do I need to be that strict? Yeah, I always find myself experimenting, Mm -hmm. like... A couple of years ago, I did keto for about six months just to sort of try it, see how my body reacted. It's pretty crazy how you feel on it. And then now I'm about just over two weeks into carnivore diet. Okay. So it's just strictly meat, no veggies, no fruit. Oh, no. How do you do that? I think it's, I would get bored. Oh, yeah. Like it, 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 takes, it takes away the excitement of eating, but I've always been that type of person where food is fuel. That's how I look at food. I okay. don't care about... Like, oh, this is so good. Like, I'm just like, meh, is this good for my body? I'll eat it. You're just no fun. Yeah, I'm no fun. I'm no fun when it comes to food. And I'm sort of, Katie's skills sort of go to waste because she's really good at baking, but I don't really eat any sweets. And if I do, I indulge for a minute and that's it. But for the last two and a half weeks, it's literally been like meat, fish, like bacon and eggs, and that's it. Yikes. And uh, the reason I did it was because of my body issues. Like it dislocated a rib for some reason. It just happened. Just popped out. Just, yeah. you know, my rib like likes to do that once a year. Then my knee issues. Yeah. Then right shoulder. And I was like, okay, I do so much. I do the sauna, cold showers, cold dunk, take all my supplements, exercise, stretch, hypervolt, uh, what the so right. I do so much stuff. And I was like, okay, well now it's time to try even though I eat really clean, yeah, I was like, maybe I'm eating something that's totally causing inflammation in my body, which is more likely these days because of all the crap they sort of grow stuff with food. Yeah, I know. So I've never felt better. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, my I back, mean, I don't even feel my back. My mm-hmm. knees, this is the second week in a row I've actually been able to train legs for the first time in like 10 years. Hmm. And I'm like, huh. Interesting. There's something to this. 
I mean, you don't know. So that's why I say you got to find what's right for you. Yeah. Like, I personally don't think I could just eat meat all the time, but that's just me. It's boring. And I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm a big foodie, but I like eating good food. I like going out for dinner with my friends mm -hmm. and, you know, having stuff that I maybe wouldn't cook at home. Even in restaurants, I'm probably still... Like, I always get teased about how I eat. Oh, Shelly, she's eating fish and chicken. It's like, I like fish and chicken. <laughs> that's it's just good jealousy. for me. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's just like, jealousy. I look like this, and you look you're, like that. You're strict so with yourself, and people that have gone down that road to try and eat healthy and, you know, trying to take care of themselves, and they fail, and then look on someone like you, like, oh, look at Shelly. She's like, well, just because you failed, like, don't take it out on me. <laughs> well, and I don't know what it is, but everyone likes to check my food and see what I'm eating and I'm like just leave I've it alone that. like I don't I don't want this to be the focal point of of me having dinner with friends or my something life. and they're like oh Shelly I'm sorry I'm gonna have dessert I don't care if you have dessert I might have it too you know yeah. but they're apologizing to me because they're gonna eat dessert <laughs> go ahead and yeah. have it it's not yeah. hurting me I'm not here to judge you not at all yeah, you just, know what's wrong with you, so yeah. I don't. You need to know point what's it bad, out. so you, you go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, food's a food's a funny one. Well, I don't. I mean, I just sort of caught myself saying something. I said, "You know, it's bad." I don't like to talk about food as good or bad or cheat days or cheat mm -hmm. meals or something. Cheating on what? Cheating on who? Life. Who says you can't <laughs> have? You know. Even if you want to call it a treat, I don't even like that word. Like, if you want to have a piece of pie, have a piece of pie and move it along. Yeah. You know, don't eat the whole pie, and don't continue to eat your piece of pie every single day for the rest of the week. But who says you can't have a piece of pie or some cookies or some ice cream or you know something that you enjoy? Go ahead. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up about it. And yeah, it's not like eat that along. piece of pie and be like, oh, I gotta do it twenty extra minutes on the bike tomorrow. It's like I just who needs okay, that in like your just, head? You I know. know? But th that's that? my problem too, though. It's like if I, when I wasn't doing carnivore, like, well, I guess before I started it, if I had shitty food like on a Saturday night, well, then like some Sundays I'd fast for like 22 hours. Oh dear. Okay. Just, but I'm all, I'm all about like experimental to see what it's like to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do like a two day fast soon. But I'm like, people like look at me like, why? I'm like, just to try it. Try it out. Just to try it. Yeah. Like doing works. the same old shit, eating the same old stuff. I'm like, try something new. Be experimental. Yeah. Your body can run off different systems and, you know, like try it out. Just try it. You know, it's not going to hurt you. If you do it for like, I'm doing carnivore six to eight weeks. That's it. Yeah. But I started through summer, which is like when you drink the most, right. you're going out the most, you're camping, you're going to the cabin. It's like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> but when is fun. the right time though? That's the problem. It probably never is. Exactly. So, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to start it. So. Yeah. Try it out. See how it goes. But yeah, but yeah I, th I think there's just so much focus I mean, what people sort of maybe don't understand is if you really have that poor relationship with food, why? It's not yeah. probably about the food. There's other emotional, mental issues. And I mean, I mean that in a sort of very non-judgmental way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you eating? what you're eating or how much you're eating. Do we have feelings we're trying to get rid of? Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you mad? Are you frustrated? You know, are you lonely? Yeah. All those reasons why maybe we eat when are you really hungry? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I even think as when we have little children, we mess up their hunger cues right from day one because like, mommy, I'm hungry. 
well, dinner's not until half an hour, so you're just going to have to wait. Well, the kid is hungry. Their cues are saying they're hungry, and you're telling them, no, you're not. You have to wait. And then we get to dinner. You dish out their dinner, and they say, okay, I'm done. No, you're not. You're not finished your dinner. You eat everything on your plate. The kid's trying to tell you they're full, and you're like, no, you're not. you got to finish everything I think that yeah. you needed on your it's plate. Overeating. Yeah, so we're messing them up in both ways. I mean, I understand as a family – we try to eat at the same time and not have 15 dinners going no, on. Good luck and with that with kids. No, I understand because <laughs> it's snacking and going yeah. all the time. So, you know, we maybe do that for that reason that we want everyone to eat dinner together as a family. Or, you know, I know that if you eat all that, this meal that I've just cooked, you're not going to eat it's that. It's the discipline, too, of like trying to, because what you just said is exactly what like me and Katie do sometimes, too. It's like, yeah, we no, all do. you got to eat two more pieces of chicken. It's like, yeah, I guess, well, if you're not hungry, then you're not hungry. But it's like the discipline of, hey, we made, mommy made this dinner. And so you, you need to eat it. eat it. But if I said to you, hey, Jamie, you need to eat, you know, you, you got to eat five more bites. I'd be like, no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And yeah. as parents with children, we're trying to sort of set something up. Yeah. And obviously not um, purposely trying to ruin hunger cues yeah. or full cues but you know we do mm -hmm. we it, do that's the thing that sort of frustrates me a little bit like when you go out for dinner at a restaurant and you look at the kids menu it's garbage it's all just garbage like oh there's grilled cheese there's chicken strips and fries hot there's dog. burgers hot dogs you're like none of this it's is not what good. i feed my kids it's, none of this is it's like it's a struggle it really is because kids just want to eat shitty like, it seems like a lot well, of kids... do they want to eat shitty? Do we let them eat shitty? Mm -hmm. I mean, general population, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this about you because I'm yeah. sure you guys have good food at home, general population, that's what parents eat at home. Yeah. You know? Or oh, they just assume kids are going to like the little chicken McNuggets and they're going to like this and they're going to like that. So that's what they give them. Well, that's what the kid gets used to eating. Mm -hmm. Now, if you... We've. I have a grandson. He's just going to be five shortly, and we go out to eat with him a lot. And you'll see on some restaurants now they might have like a kid's little steak with vegetables like carrot sticks and stuff like that. Yeah. So they're trying to have a few more options for kids rather than just all the junk. Just carbs and different and oils fried and, and fries. I know, yeah, so bad. And it's like, do yeah. we need to start our kids learning that that's how you eat yeah like i, I told i live my oldest she's six now and i'm just like you're gonna be training with daddy soon i was just like you're gonna be eating really well it's just like my grandson be does that. You guys he comes down to my gym and come on Gigi, we're gonna work out and he gets stuff and he's lifting weights and doing things yeah. and pull-ups on the bar and expose it to it early oh yeah like really like it's that's why it's so interesting to me like even though my way of eating right now, some people just sort of shake their head at me like, how the hell can you do that? Is that good for you? Is that good for your cholesterol? I'm like, yes, it's fine. Like it's short like, term. I've, I've listened to, yeah, I've listened to so many different podcasts and so many professionals about what I'm doing. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be okay. And it's not a lifetime of eating. It's just trying it. Right. But it's the stuff they, they, they put in the food these days. that's just crazy. All these different oils and all these different just, high fructose corn syrup and all this type of stuff. And it's just like, you know, if the government truly cared about what you, how, what your health is, why don't you regulate all, all this crap they're putting in the food? It's just like, drives me nuts. I mean, we all have choices. 
of what we eat and what we buy and stuff like that. And I mean, I used to tell my clients, eat as close to nature as mm-hmm. possible. For sure. So if it comes out of a, off a tree or out of the ground or something, you're probably good to go and mix those up however you want to make recipes. Once you, or like the outside of the grocery store mm-hmm. is generally where to shop. You go down all the aisles in the middle, that's the bags, the boxes, the cans, et cetera, with all the additives yeah. in it. And I used to laugh at people say, well, I'm buying the low fat version. Well, have you looked at the low fat version that probably has more sugar and more salt and probably more calories? That's good for you. Because they got to make it taste <laughs> like something. I know. Right? And oh, oh, I didn't know like, that. Well, I'm eating Greek yeah. yogurt. I'm like, like a three quarters of a cup has like 25 grams of sugar because it's flavored. I know. It's vanilla. Like, I'm like, what What are you doing eat here? Eat the plain stuff and add some yeah, fruit in or yeah, something. Yeah, like what? Oh, just, uh, well, it's, it's been so twisted. That's the problem. Well, there's so much information out there. Yeah. And for someone that really doesn't know, because I think you and I think that, well, people just know these basic things. Nope. No, they really don't. Nope. They really don't. And they just think, well, I just had this and I just had that. And you're like, oh, my God, really? That's what you ate? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I'm having a a naturopath uh, actually come on like beginning of July. And one of the things I want to pick his brain on is all these different oils that are out. Mm-hmm. like sunflower oil and what's the other? there's a ton of other ones well, there's avocado oil and olive oil and yeah like but i did them. watch a video actually on like the number one was like olive oil and then like avocado oil um coconut oil and then there was this other one but it's the ones that like tell me where the oil is coming from like sunflower oil i'm like is that good for you canola oil like are these good for you because i keep looking up things just googling them and some people are like yeah it's fine blah 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 but then they're like well it depends on the process like how you get the oil out of the seed there's a cheaper way then there's a more expensive way and i imagine these mass produced foods 100 percent, they're not doing it the expensive way yeah and so that's what i want to pick his brain on because like a lot of kids food like veggie straws like oh it's better than crackers i'm like yeah but it has all these different oils in it like, what is the consequences of taking these oils? Like, you right. know, like uh, uh, Beyond Meat burgers. Don't I'm like, what know. are these things? Everyone's like, yeah, I'm eating Beyond Meat. It's like, do you even know what's in that thing? Half of like, those pretend meat products are like vegetarian junk food. Oh, yeah. They're just You garbage. still get fat off it. Oh, and <laughs> like, there's no, there's no real food yeah. in there. Like, talk and about processed. I know. That oh. is 100% processed. And all the soy products and everything yeah. like that. It's, it's ridiculous. And people think they're being all healthy. And that that's where it sort of comes in is, have you really done some research on these mm-hmm. foods that you're eating or looked at the ingredients? Yeah, it was like all. that uh, Game Changers documentary on Netflix about eating 100% plant-based and stuff like that. And it was interesting, some of the stuff, but some of it was so hokey. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like... This one guy, which I think he was very intelligent, this James James something. He used to be a UFC fighter, blah, blah, blah. But he was, like, doing the battle ropes, and he was, like, doing it for an hour. He's like, oh, this is because I'm plant-based. He wasn't even, like, sweating or anything. I'm like, first (laughs) off, it's impossible to do that rope for an hour, and you're not even sweating. Like, this is all just edited and put it into a movie. I'm like, this is such horse shit. Like, I want to see anybody sort of give it your all and do – any kind of battle rope exercise <laughs> yeah. for an hour. Yeah. Like, I want to watch Five that. minutes is even tough. 30 seconds sometimes mm-hmm. 
is I, I remember once I was taking a course and they were showing us something with battle robes and they go, okay, who wants to come up here and, and do this exercise? I'm like, yeah, yeah, me, me, me. So I get up there. He goes, okay, 30 seconds. And he gives me this one exercise to do. So I just went all out. I'm thinking 30 seconds. I got this. And then he goes, okay, 30 seconds and this exercise. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, I got to go again. And he gave brutal. me like three different things. And after I sort of, if I knew, I would mm -hmm. pace myself a little bit, but I mean, I guess you can do whatever you want, how you want to do it. To me, when I do some kind of battle rope exercise, that should be anaerobic. Like you go as, you go hard, as hard as you, as you can, can yeah. for your allotted time, yeah. right? If you want to make it aerobic, I still don't know that he could do that for an hour. No, right? it did. if you watch a documentary, if you really pay close attention to it, it's like this seems a bit fuzzy here, like what you just did. Like they went, I think it was like a fire hall or something, or like a room with all these people and they switched them all over to plant-based and they're like they did like blood test or whatever they checked and i was like man i feel so much better but it's like well this guy could have been eating cheeseburgers every day for the past six months exactly. and all of a sudden he switches to veggies obviously he's going to feel better there was like right. no history of okay. anything so it's like they did stuff like that where you're like well this is complete bullshit like yeah. you can't do that like you might have been eating the most terrible diet, switch to this. Like I just said, you're going to feel better. Of course And then you, you put it on film, you're like, wow, vegetable base is way better. I'm like, oh, come on. Like you guys are just <laughs> trying to just, you know, get away from people eating meat or whatever the hell you're trying to do. But it's just, it's funny watching those documentaries. Well, I they mean. They try so hard. It's so easy these days to pump out information. Mm. And like you were saying about the oil and you're, you're Googling all these things. You can find whatever you want on there you that takes your point of view. Yeah. And then you can find the opposite as well. But, like, was it a study? How, I mean, there's a lot of rules and regulations with studies to make it a proper, good, fair yeah. study. Yeah, a thousand people. You know? This is placebo. This is, you know, double blind uh, study, all like the all things. this. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And like, oh, the, the dairy board tells us that milk is good for us because they did a study. Well, of course they do. Yeah. You know, they want Who us to buy it? their milk. Oh, the dairy pro? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, now I get it. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that milk is bad. That's not what I was trying to say. Just in the studies, you really have to understand how this study was done. Or even like the whole al sense. almond milk craze. Like uh, I follow Paul, Sa Paul Saladino on Instagram, and he's a huge carnivore guy. Yeah. Uh, very intelligent, lives in Costa Rica, lives a very natural life and everything. And he was talking about almond milk and how, like, it's really not that good for you. Like, you know, like, but it's, it's a massive crave. And I, I used to drink almond milk all the time, even though now I stopped. But I'm just like, you watch, you know, you follow this guy on Instagram and he has a, a lot of knowledgeable talks. He's got his own podcast and everything. And he goes off, like, should you be really be using toothpaste? The amount of stuff in toothpaste is freaking terrible for you and all this but it's like there's so many different levels of extreme well, you it's can just, get a little crazy even i sometimes like i'll i'll constantly listen to podcasts and once in a while i'm like whew like i'm taking in way too much information i'm not even gonna collect it all because it's too much yeah. but it's it you have to pick and choose but what like you're saying you might pick the thing that you only agree with and then you totally go against everything else even if the evidence is there i think it's like everything. You got to find what works best for you. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different ways you can do things. And like I said before, it's not necessarily bad or good, just different. Yeah. So what do I need for me? What can I live with? What can I do 
that's going to help me personally. Yeah. And if somebody else wants to do something different, cool. Yeah, because that's ahead. the thing. Even with the way you train, the way you eat, it's like you really need to break it down into what do you do for work? How's your sleep? Like So many components. There's so many components, but that is definitely the best way to create the best foundation for your body to build the best way possible. Like go to a personal trainer, like I was saying before, figure out your weaknesses, your strength, balance everything out. How do you sleep? What do you eat? Like, you know, do you have kids? How's your stress? If you really truly want to understand yourself, like Katie got me this aura ring. Mm -hmm. So it tracks like my body temperature when I sleep, my steps, my readiness in the morning, my resting heart rate when I sleep, because that's a huge factor in your body recovery. And it's like, I wake up and it's like, oh, my sleep was 78, but my readiness is really low. It's like, my ring will be like, yeah, you might want to take it easy today. You didn't really fully recover. And it's like, oh, okay. But sometimes then you're listening to something that's on your finger when, if you actually listen to your body, like, you know what? I actually feel fine. And then you go train, you know, like it's, like I said, there's so much information that you can take in to try and train the best and eat the best, but it's like, I think that's one of the best ways to try and start is to understand what your lifestyle is like. Like me, I'll do 20,000 steps in a day, no Easy, problem. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm walking like 18 to 20K a day just with work. Right. And then training on top of that. So I, it's I like, mean, I think, I mean, you're dedicated to your workouts, you're an active person. I don't think you have to really give a crap about your steps. For someone that doesn't do anything and we're just starting out, let's start by getting X amount of steps. It gets Mm -hmm. them moving. It gets them doing something. I don't give a rip about my steps. Yeah. I'm sure I It's just some days I'm like, oh, shit, I... 22,000 steps today. It's like, oh, I walked 20 miles. Like, oh, that's interesting to know. Yeah, because I Oh, maybe that's why I'm sore on my knees. Oh, I get it. Yeah, (laughs) now I understand. Now I understand, yeah. Well, when you were talking about sleep, my daughter works in the healthcare department of a grocery store. Yeah. And she always gets people coming in and asking, okay, I need something for sleep. So she starts questioning them on, you know, what's your stress level in your life? And and then just, they look at her like, what are you asking me that for? You know, just give me a pill to help me sleep. Uh And she gets so frustrated because that's not the answer. We have to control a little bit or find out what's going on in this other area of your life, especially the stress level. And, and like, are you what doing watching your computer or some kind of screen before you go to bed are you doing this you're doing 95 percent of people are are (laughs) you know so maybe we can find a way that you have like your little bedtime ritual that sort of helps you get towards that Mm -hmm. sleep yeah like that that's that's a big issue these days is now you have to take something to sleep which is crazy like i can barely keep my eyes open past 9 30 i'm well, like Ugh. you're <laughs> super active and you've mm-hmm. been busy all day and so that helps you sleep if we think like back in the day when people were first around you hunted for your food and you know had to find your shelter and i mean you were working all day all long day. just to yeah. survive i'm sure those people had no trouble sleeping uh, there wasn't the stresses that we have today for sure yeah but there's I mean, I'm sure during this pandemic, pandemic stress has been a lot more for people. People have lost their jobs and, you know, out of their homes and, you know, rents increasing and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, there's more stress. And I'm not saying that it's easy to control that or make it less, but that is definitely going to be a factor in your life. And stress is probably going to make, well, some people eat more, some people eat less. Mm -hmm. So is that 
helping or hurting in terms of your fitness goals. Yeah. Gyms were closed. Okay, now what do I do? You like, know? yeah, that was like, it's, it's, people always look for an excuse. Well, of course. And it's, I do it sometimes too. I'm like, you know, I, I get up at quarter to five to go train in the barn at 5 a.m. Yeah. And there's some mornings where I'm like, oh. you could just stay in bed. It's nice and warm. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> my inner meathead's like, get up. You're not, get up. Well, go. You I'm know like, okay. that like. you can't leave that till the end of the day because you have a very physical job and you have children and a wife yeah. and everything. So if you come home and go, I'm going to go train for two hours. Or like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Katie yeah. looks at me like, uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That's why I switched to mornings. Yeah. For, for now. Yeah. But it's been years of doing it. Well, but I mean, we all have to work around what's happening in our life. Mm-hmm. Right. So. But now, like even on TV, there's like, well, there's so many apps. There's. There's that headspace now on Netflix where it's like, what's what? How are you feeling today? And they talk about like how to breathe, and it's like, oh, I feel anxious, stressed, or relaxed. And then you just lay on the couch or lay on the ground, and it's a ten minute breathing exercise to just calm down your heart rate, settle in a bit. It's like, just you know, try and do that as a nightly routine. Like try and you know, just calm the heart rate down, calm your body temperature down. I've you know, never seen so many people, and I don't just mean this last year last say 10 years that claim and I I shouldn't say it like that but that have anxiety Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that it's not a thing because it is and some people legit have anxiety issues but it sort of seems like some people don't want to feel their feelings they get a little bit anxious a little bit stressed a little bit something oh my god I need to take something I feel a feeling yeah you know and it's like it's understandable in this situation that you might be anxious. That's okay. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Go with it. Well, I think exercise you know? is massive when it comes to that. Yeah. Like because definitely. you have so much energy, and if you're not ex- like spilling it out anywhere, that just gets locked up in you. And then all of a sudden, anxiety and depression could come, and panic and everything. But if you burn yourself out of that excess energy that you carry, that goes towards that negative side of being a human. You just, you don't have time for that bullshit anymore. It's gone. You'll be yeah. like, oh. I don't have energy I'm, for I, that. I'm, I, you know what? Do your thing. And all of a sudden it just disappears. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. It like can be very helpful. Oh, definitely. I, that's the one thing I always tell people. Like, you know, if you're taking medication for anxiety and I have an experience in, I have experience in anxiety. I had some of the worst anxiety in my life in like 25, 26 for yeah. two years, every single day. And it was miserable. Yeah. But the one thing I always told myself was I will never take a pill for this because I know I'm strong enough to overcome this i mean medication is what is right for a lot of people and people, i yeah. have to just be careful what i'm saying because i don't want to take anything away from people that are taking medication to control issues that they have that's okay if yeah. you need to do that you go for it and like you say i mean personally you try to try try the things that are natural first if you can sometimes that's not going to work we just have brain chemistry that is what it is and sometimes you need medication even if it's just to get us over the hump and then until you get going again but i think a lot of people don't deal with it naturally first they just want to be like i just want to take a pill because that's the easy way because that's the easy way no one has the effort of actually okay let's figure this out what's going on here what am i am i stressed at work like is my family life okay like, do I like my job anymore? Do I like my friends? Nobody Am I wants working to out? dig into that yeah, Pandora's wants box. To dig. No. Nobody wants to dig anymore. Leo, go outside. Go. 
I got Leo. my ball. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, like no one has that effort. And I don't blame that person. Today is very, over, very overwhelming. The price yes. of food, the price of everything. everything. Look at gas right now. It's oh, like, it's crazy. I get it. But you have literally one body. You have, you know, one life. And if you want to take the easy road, sure, that's up to you. But there are different roads to take. Well, a lot of times taking that easy road, it's like, okay, sure, you can try to take some fat burner pill to lose some weight or lose some fat or whatever. But is that is that really helping your body? Is that making your body any better? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a quick little fix and you'll look like you want to look or something for a short time. But you haven't really changed anything to manifest that change for it. a like long time yeah you took a little bit of a cheater pill and i guess if yeah. that if that can get you to how you want to look great but deep down for me it's like you you cheated a bit like you didn't give it your all well, are you going to do that forever you're going to take those fat burner pills forever and just eat the crap that you eat and not yeah. make any changes you know you can't expect to see you know changes in your body when you're doing that kind of stuff because body's gonna you know eventually maybe not react to that anymore yeah yeah like like i used to live off like no explode and super pump 250 and everything and then i had to stop taking that stuff when i had anxiety because oh you think it spiked it (laughs) like i couldn't believe i was nervous to even take the stuff and then i was even too nervous to drink coffee because anything that sped up my heart I was well, like, that's exactly uh, what I don't that stuff like does. this. Yeah, but the now it's... and everything. Then I, t- I try like Vega Energizer, which is more of like a natural plant-based. And I was like, oh, I can handle this stuff. And then slowly I got back into, you know, when I overcame anxiety and don't deal with it anymore. But I overcame yeah. that feeling, you know. Yeah. But now I take like, I take this uh, ammo, it's like a pre-workout with a creatine and 200 milligrams per scoop. I'm like, boom, I'm fired up and... I sometimes I want to be like, yeah, I'll see how messed up I can get, <laughs> you know? which I don't think. What is, are we going to do with which, you? which is good, but <laughs> I've learned over the years what, you know, because I used to take all those supplements, all like the nitric oxide pills and everything. And now I'm like, all the stuff I take now is like vitamin D, even though I, I didn't take it today because I'm going to be outside. Yeah. Um, like I'll take my multivitamin, I'll take my magnesium, my zinc. I was taking my quercetin with vitamin C. I was taking a joint supplement like 15 to 20 pills a day, probably. I guess, I mean, I don't take any supplements. Yeah. And I don't take any pre-workout or anything like that. Now, if I did take some of that, could I feel better? Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe. Maybe, I yeah. only know how I feel now. I don't know what it's like to feel better or worse, mm-hmm. right? So maybe, I, I guess, you know, I people ask me sort of well why don't you take this and why don't you take that and don't you think you should be taking this and what about your vitamin d and blah 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 blah. am i low in some of that stuff maybe, maybe. you know i don't know i guess i know that i i feel like i have a lot of energy yeah i usually sleep pretty well i can run around after my grandson no problem yeah i work out hard probably six days a week yeah. You know, I mean, is every workout like super crazy? No. no. Sure. There's some yeah. days where it's like, okay, I don't know if I really have it today. Yeah. I'll do what I can. But, you know, you try to do something. Yeah. Because um, it's on such like a cellular level. Like if you take a multivitamin, you don't feel any different. Yeah. Like, like if did you it take, do something? Did it not? I like don't know. I know magnesium helps. Like it almost took away my headaches. Um, 
So I take that stuff every night before I go to bed, plus my sleepy time tea. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm out cold. But um, I think vitamin D is huge, like, in the winter. Yeah. Because there's, like, Around zero here. any, sun, like, sun exposure. And yeah. vitamin D is almost like a hormone, too. Like, from what I've listened to. And don't ask me to explain that to you. Explain it to <laughs> us, Jamie. No, I'm defi- I definitely can't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I took, like, joint stuff because I have joint issues. Mm-hmm. And can I tell if it works? I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's tough to tell. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those things aren't something that the switch flipped and you go, wow, I feel awesome because I'm taking that. Now supplements um, don't really work like that sometimes. I wish I knew a little bit more about this because my son is taking some supplements that are supposed to be for like brain health and stuff like that. He raced motocross and had a lot of concussions and, Mm. and things like that. And just, I mean, you see some of these pro athletes that have been in, you know, hockey, football, et cetera, contact sports, and what happens to them later in life that when they've yeah, had these concussions. Brain inflammation. And yeah, and the depression, suicide, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I think that got him a little nervous about. I, I, really, I think I heard the uh, hyperbolic chamber actually works really well for concussion. There's a, there's a podcast your son should listen to with, um, oh, what was it? I'd have to find it. Mark. He was on Rogan. He's a, he has a concussion management. I think he probably listened to that. He listens to all of. Yeah, Rogan's he had like a veteran and on, and it was amazing. They've created like this supplement line because I think all that's it, the one that he takes. Yeah, all it is is just brain inflammation. Like he yeah. broke it down where it's not the most complex thing, but it's like it's not. You don't even have to get hit in the head to get a concussion. Yeah, like he was saying, a lot of people that just even get your brain rattled. Yeah, a like bit. Uh, it's really high people that race jet skis for a living. Because okay. it's constantly wham, and your head's moving forward, and yeah. you know your brain's just sloshing around. Yeah. He's like, you don't need to play contact sports to get to get concussions. It's actually quite easy to get a concussion. Yeah. And I was like, huh? But like, he created this whole yeah supplement line that to take it, and it's and a I think that's massive difference. The one that he's taken, and yeah. I, like I say, I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. If it's if it's that one, then I, sure from is. what I listen to, it doesn't. It seems really good. He claims that he feels quite a bit better yeah. taking that. Yeah. You sh- if you want to knowledge yourself a bit on it, just I'll find out that what that episode is and I'll just send it to you and you'll be like... I'm you'll- sure he sent it to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just I, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I try not to send podcasts to people anymore. Like I'll, I will like once in a while. Like I'll recommend like uh, I listen to Jordan Peterson a lot and he had this girl that escaped north korea and like her story okay. is just yeah, amazing. the one you want to listen to when you're like oh life sucks yeah how it's about like, Here, this life listen to this you'll be like oh wow like my uh, life's okay you know it's like i sort of forward those off like i'll post them on yeah. instagram or something or uh really cool shows that i watch on netflix like hey check this out like you know talking about trying to calm your body down there was a, a show called, on crave called calm okay. and it was all narrated by like uh isabeth or Here's what's his name again? Uh, shit, Elba something Elba. Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah, he narrated one. Keanu Reeves narrated one. Nick Nicole Kidman narrated one. Okay. But it's all about like one's ice and one's forest and one's ocean, and they just it's all like this amazing footage of these mm-hmm. different parts of the planet, and then they talk about it, and yeah. you're like, it's it's called calm, and literally you watch it, you're like. Oh. Oh, that's sort of nice. But that's well, a great way to calm down. I think nature at the end of the day can be very calming. And for sure. you know, being in the water, going for a walk, having your feet on the grass or on the ground. Yeah. And just feeling Yeah, like there's great trails across the street that walk down into over the Campbell River and there's all these trails in there. Like yeah. I walk Leo in there 
Uh, I walk Leo four times a week, and I go in there, and it's like, oh, like it just feels, you feel better. Well, you know, the noise of the street and the cars and the people and stuff and the, you know, it's just quiet. And I mean, we're pretty fortunate sort of where we live right out For here. Sure. It's pretty quiet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going into the city, people say, well, don't you want to live downtown? No, I don't want to live downtown. No. Like, I like to go downtown. Yeah, I'm like I like you. to have it closed. Really nice restaurants, like to, yeah, good food. That. But I like to come home where it's quiet. Yeah, I want a yard. I want my dog to run around. My kids play. Yeah. Yeah, it's... This this area where we live, it's it's very nice. We have so many trails around us. Camel Valley Park. You got yeah. You know, I mean, you, the beach is there if you want it. It's yeah. Close and you can walk. You can go to the Dodger, and there's people going through the drive through on their horses. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Which, yep. Out in the country. Yeah, but even you're yeah, you're even farther than what I am. A little bit, a little bit, bit out in the sticks there. And you're in the same house, right? Yeah, we're still there. The house I built. The house you built, Jamie. I did. Yes, that yeah. was funny. That was a, it feels like a long time ago. Well, I mean, I keep thinking we've only been there maybe a year or two, and it's been five. Yeah, I was going to say, you've definitely been there a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, it's been five. And I don't, I mean, last year really didn't happen. It was like a non-year. So we don't count last year. Yeah. <laughs> what is 2020? Question mark. Yeah. Did it even exist? I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I just find, I don't know about if you find this, but the older I get, the faster time goes. 100%. Like, you think when you I were back in elementary school, mm-hmm. and, like, your school year just seemed to take forever, and yeah. summer was, when like, summer. forever. Yeah. And now it's like, whoa, it's a new year. What happened to last year? I yeah. don't know. Like, yeah, like, June's almost over. I know. Like, the weather today is, what, going to be 37, 38, and it's Something not like even that. July yet? I know. You're like, oh, this is going to be this an gonna interesting be a good summer. summer. Yeah. I know. For us, yeah. you know, there's people in the world. I know that's I know. your normal, but it well, isn't for us This is West here. Coast, so we don't usually get this. No, we don't usually get it this hot. So sorry we're complaining. <laughs> that's what we do, though. That's right. right. On the West Coast, we complain a lot. Too, and then we say sorry, rains, right? Yeah, we say sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you plan to do any more courses? Like certifications like, or anything? Because you have kettlebell, do, TRX. Oh, like, I, name I your can't, courses, I can't, I can't even. It, there's just <laughs> a lot. I was a bit of a habitual course taker. Yeah. But then I was also a bit of a, okay, put that to the side. What's coming up next? And you need to practice what you learn. You want to be an expert And integrate in that, that yeah. into what you know and into what you do and then move along. So yeah. I was a little bit guilty of that and not sort of adding it into what I have been doing. So, I mean, recently I haven't taken any. Do I want to take more? I mean, I've done a lot of, or not a lot, some sort of online stuff mm-hmm. this last year. There's been some conferences and different things that I've taken part in. So that's been great, just listening to different people. One that was very interesting, and he's always an interesting guy, is Gil Headley. I think I've heard that name. He is the the what's the fuzz guy. Okay. And so he talks about fascia and he does all kinds of um, like work in the lab with cadavers, et cetera. And really sort of digging in and finding out more about it. And he did an interesting one the other day that I was watching. Sorry if this gets a little gross for people, but it was very interesting to me. So he took a piece of fascia and he was talking about IT band. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you roll it? Do you not roll it? Do you stretch it? Can it stretch? Will you don't it stretch? Roll it, Should you stretch it? Well, <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> okay. And I mean, so he dug into this a little bit. So he took some fascia from the IT band, which is just a big length of connective tissue, yeah. basically. 
and he put clamps on the top of it. So if we're talking about it um, sort of from hip to knee, yeah. so um, linear, linearly that way, yeah. he clamped it at the top and he hung weights on the bottom. It did not stretch. Okay. okay, and I mean, he hung, now, he didn't go crazy heavy because he only used the little weights that he might have had around his lab or something, mm-hmm. which I think it might have added up to, uh, you know, I don't remember if it was 40 pounds or 60 pounds or whatever, but Still it, basically, yeah. it didn't stretch. Yeah. When he stretched it horizontally, there was minimal stretch, so just a little bit. So, I mean, basically, I think what I got out of that was... It's this piece of connective tissue over top of your quadricep muscle, basically. And fascia, they're always talking about increasing the glide. So if you have one layer on top of another layer, in between that layer, you want it to be slippery and slidey and, and I guess, wet. Yeah. Right? So that's what they're trying to do. You're trying to, anytime you're stretching or something, you're trying to increase the glide between those layers. So if, I, if I'm not very mobile, I don't move that much, possibly, and for others too, your IT band can kind of stick to your quadricep muscle a little yeah. bit. So rolling up and down like most people do, it's not really going to do anything. You're just pressing it. You're just That's pressing all, it yeah. down a little bit more. So if you're going to roll that area, I would say roll side to side, mm-hmm. okay? So that you're trying to loosen that up from what's underneath it. Yeah. You're still not going to stretch your IT band, and you're not going to make it any longer, but you can stop it from adhering to what's underneath it. Yeah. So I think that's how we have to think of that poor little IT band that we try to stretch or whatever. No, we're just trying to stop it from sticking. Yeah, I think that's been my issue. Is IT band always sticks to the quad or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I used to roll it a lot, and then I have the Hypervolt gun. Yeah. Which I'll go, like, down, I guess, but then I'll go side to side. I think the side to side is what is going to help you probably a little bit more. Yeah, because really, I'm really concentrated now on rolling my TFL. It yep. comes across because that's when Adam works on me. He's like, that's really tight. And that might be one of the issues with your knee and stuff like that. I mean, TFL is kind of just the, the beginning of your IT band. It's like the top of your IT band. Isn't your TFLs on the inside? No, that's your um, VMO. Okay, maybe it was that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah. No, TFL <laughs> is up at the hip here. Oh, and okay. VMO is... Yeah, just part of a quad muscle that's on the inside there, vastus mm. medialis. Okay. So, and yes, could that be tight? Yeah, that's kind of a... It's like everything's a, tight. That's a nasty little spot to you roll keep, to. I've rolled for years. Yeah. Still sucks. Yeah. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> like it's, you know, like a hypervolting or hypervolting actually. I hypervolt everything. Yeah. And I even hypervolt like the bottom of my feet. Like I'll stretch my feet out and I hypervolt my feet. I even hypervolt my palms. Actually, surprisingly, it feels really nice. But even like you're in between your thumb and your pointing f- finger, if you like squinch them together, that piece of meat that pops oh, up for there, sure. oh, that I'll hypervolt that. Adam's worked on that before. Yeah. That was one of the most painful things I've ever felt in my hand. I mean, and for you with your job, yeah. I mean, you're always using your hands oh. and probably gripping a yeah. lot as well. You got to hold on to things, hold them like, still. I was just like, oh, what are you doing? And he's just like, this is a pressure point. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, it was rough. It was I really mean, rough. I think hands and feet we tend to forget about a little bit yeah. in terms of rolling, stretching, 
et cetera. Yeah. And I mean, th those are what we're, we're working with all day. You're mm -hmm. on your feet, you're using your hands. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever had anyone massage your hands or something where you're like, oh, yeah, or your it feels feet. feels so good. It feels on your so hands. good. Yeah. Yeah. I know you can get like little trigger point balls that are quite yeah. small that for hands. Cause, I mean, we roll the bottom of our feet and stuff like that, but you never really probably roll do your anything hands on with the your table. hands. <laughs> but it's a thing. And I'm like, oh, that feels yeah. quite nice. Yeah. 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 Cause oh, I, sure. I don't really enjoy massages anymore. Cause if Adam works on me, it's miserable every time. <laughs> and no, no shitting on Adam. He's great at what he does. And sometimes you have to go through that discomfort to release that stick you have wherever he's working. Yeah. But it's it's not enjoyable. Like if he does trigger point like on like my calf, like working on my calf muscle, you're just like, <laughs> oh. oh my. Like it's terrible. Yeah. But it helps. It helps. I for mean, me. For me it helps. Well, there you go. <laughs> and I mean, I used to get all the time, okay, with a client, they have a certain injury or issue. Who should I go to? I don't know. You got to find the person that works, works for, for you. you. Yeah. And I mean, every physio does different type of work. Every Cairo does different. You know, I think these days, all those people have so many different modalities that yeah. they work with. And you just have to find the one that has the thing that works on the issue that you have at the moment. Yeah. And I mean, usually we end up finding our little team of people that, okay, I know that one of these people can help me. Yeah. And this one's maybe good at this. This one's good at this. This one's good at this. So I know who I should go to. But if I just have a, a person that's like, where should I go? I'm like, <sighs> Yeah. What's the biggest <laughs> issue that that you find these days for people? Is it like a lot of people are just too tight? Like imbalance in their hips? Like what's the most common <laughs> sort of... It, it's really it sort of hard to say. I, I imagine like low back. Well, gotta back be... is a thing, yeah. Uh, probably, I mean, some of that could be just weak core in general mm -hmm. if people that are inactive. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think how to say this. I don't know who's going to listen to this, and I, I don't want to name names or anything. <laughs> um, I saw a person a while back that came to me with an issue, um, knee issue. And so I'm sort of doing an assessment and checking everything, and I asked them to do a squat. And then I went, oh, my, like, this was really bad, this squat, super bad. And this person works out, and they do all this stuff. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'd really like to see how you work out because they're obviously not doing squats. And if you are, I sure hope you're not loading that up because that's very sad. It's terrible for them. Oh, I, and, I mean, they were just really tight. Yeah. They were a little bit older person. Yeah. Which I guess really doesn't make that much difference to me. Either you have a good squat or you don't have a good squat. But they're quite active at the sport that they do. But I don't think they know that. I think a lot of machine-based training in the gym. Okay. Okay. So no so smaller muscles, balance. There's no balance. There's no core. There's yeah. no posture. There's none of that stuff. And obviously, well, like I say, I hope you're not doing squats and loading them up because no wonder your knees are hurting because that's, it was yeah. so sad. Um, but then they expect me to sort of like fix them right there. And I said, this is really going to be a bit a of process. time. I can't just go, oh, do this and you're going to be better. Yeah. You know, you've got to continually do this each day and we'll eventually get there. Yeah. You know, I can't just, I can maybe make it a little bit better today, but I can't take everything away. Yeah. And then are they willing to do the work at home? Yeah. Eh, that, that's the thing. That's the thing right there it. is people don't want to work unless they're with you. Yeah. Like, did you go home and stretch like I told you to? It's like, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have time. It's like, oh, okay. 
like uh, I gave you something that takes maybe five minutes because yeah. I know you're not going to do it. Yeah. And like stretching does use a bit of energy to stretch. Like you, you yeah. if you stretch, I stretch, well, every morning I stretch. And I'll do cobras. Mm-hmm. I'll do like uh, scorpions where my photo go back, which that one helped out my back quite a bit. Yeah. Doing that, just sort of keeping the spine mobile, not stiffen yep. up. But I'll do like deep hip flexor stretches and glutes and stuff like that. Chest, like I stretch literally everything. I would hate to imagine if I ever stopped and just be like, oh, like I didn't stretch for the last week and I can feel it. And I mean, it also depends how you train because I, I mean, I, I, the way I train, I sort of put mobility into my training. Yeah. So maybe I'll have like a really wide stance holding a kettlebell and I'll shift as low as I can get to the ground side to side. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm stretching as I'm strengthening. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of my exercises are kind of like that. They're, they're sort of built in mobility yeah. to them. And even just the warm up that I do, I mean, you kind of sort of know the type of warm ups mm-hmm. that I do. And it's all just about mobility and just sort of getting the body into or using the positions that you're going to use in your workout. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't like to use the term functional training because it's so overused, but <laughs> that's kind of how I train. I'm not like the bodybuilder in isolation type training. I guess I'm thinking more about the longevity of my body and I didn't need to move in all different directions. I don't care how big my muscles are, or how jacked I am or something like that. If that's a byproduct of what I'm doing, Great. awesome. Yeah. But it's more about being able to move as late in life as I can. Yeah. That's what was one thing is always so interesting. Like when I was going to club 16 mm-hmm. still, or even Steve Nash back, back in the day, it was when I'd see Chad train. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing over there? Yeah. I'm like, I know it's for a purpose, but, but what why are you it? doing over there? <laughs> like yeah. I was always scratch. People would always like look at him like, what is that guy doing over there? I'm like, he knows his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, Okay, yeah, he used to bodybuild many, many years ago, so he had a good base to work from. But you get to a certain age, and like you say, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to do the things I want to do. I mean, one day you're going to have grandchildren. If they say, hey, do you want to come and kick a ball with me? Do you want to go swim with me? Hey, throw me around in the pool. I don't want to be that person sitting on the sidelines going, I can't do that. I have many examples of people in my life that are – Step parents or parents, where I'm just like, you're a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> like, you never really truly took care of yourself. It's, and it's never too late to yeah. start. You know, you might not reach the same level that somebody else is at because you started a little later. Yeah. But there's no reason you can't start. Yeah. You know, I, I remember, I don't know, years and years ago uh, when my kids were in elementary school and this. One of the moms, she says, oh, Shelly, I saw you running today. How do you do that? It's like, what do you mean, how do I do this? One foot in front of the other and you go. And she goes, I just couldn't do that. Well, I don't know why. Like, you could. You're maybe not going to run 10K on day one, but you can certainly start start running. Start with a walk down the street. I know. And and run down the street and then maybe around the neighborhood the next week or whatever it takes. Yeah. And just a little baby steps. No, she couldn't do that. And I'm, I, I have a bit of a problem with people that just won't even try. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's lots of things I can't do. Yeah. I, I'll try. I may be able to do it. I may be bad at it, but I'm going to try. Yeah. And that's all I'm kind of asking. But there's a lot of people that just 
I don't know. They just have excuses. They're, they're like, oh, I don't have time to do that. I'm like, yeah, you do. We have just time for what we want to make time for. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's what it comes down to. Is exercise hard when you first start? Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to be it's sore. It's not going to be Your first month fun. is going to suck. It's probably going to not be fun <laughs> yeah. for a while. The one, Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, I was going to say that the first time that you trained me at Steve Nash, <laughs> I remember, I think I was like doing arms or something like that. And you came over to me, you're like, like, we still need to train. And I was just like, yeah, I'll be good. And I remember I still, I was still dealing with my knee stuff. And we were doing like the sled back and forth. You had the big thick band behind me and then I would run forward or run backwards. Yeah. And I remember after the training session, you were like looking at me and you're like, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And like, I remember yeah, going, no, I'm not. I, I went to go into the, <laughs> into the change room and I remember just sitting there and just leaning against the stall with my head. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out right now. I, mean, I was like, holy shit, if, what a different way of training. Well, and I think that was the whole thing. I mean, if I remember that day, I mean, I don't generally, my goal isn't to kick somebody's ass. Yeah. That's not what I would always try to I do. I needed it. That particular <laughs> day, I was doing that on purpose. It's like, okay, what has this guy got? And what is this going to look like moving forward? And I want to know <laughs> that he's going to be able to take what I'm going to need to give him to get him where he needs to go. Yeah. And so, yeah, I pushed you hard that day, but it was very different training than you're used to. Yeah, yeah, because I was still sort of concentrated on like bigger arms and chest and yeah, back. Everything and in isolation. Everything, yeah, just you're you like, know oh, one the whole body one way movements. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's. Yeah. But I mean, that's not life, and that's not sport. Your whole body has to work together. There's not often when I'm doing something physically active in just my general everyday life that mm -hmm. I'm using one little set of muscles. I think that's why right? people, even including myself sometimes, when I'm trying to get away from, is when you do those <coughs> awkward movements at work or at home, all of a sudden you're like, oh, and you feel something like, maybe that's why my rib decided to do what it wanted to do or those little tweaks in your low back or in your knee. It's like, well, because you're not really training like that anymore. We but in life, you still twist need, like that. We need to train those odd positions. Yeah. Be safe about it. You can't just load it up and get into crazy positions. Mm -hmm. But that's what you need to build up to is if I'm like at an end range, now let's train there for a little while. Yeah. You know, where I'm not strong, where I'm right at the end of my, my stretch. Okay, let's train there for a little while, mm -hmm. you know, and see how that goes. And I... And then it should cover some of the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, especially for you being, yeah. you know, in the job that you're in. Yeah. So I'm trying to get away from it right now. From yeah. your job? Uh, yeah. Just be more of like a general contractor. Just set jobs up and, and run around and do stuff like that. Tell people what to do? Yeah. Because I, I need to, like, and that's one of the reasons. It's probably multiple things, the way I'm eating, the way I'm training, the way, you know, I'm taking care of myself. But I've been off the tools for a little bit. Okay. I'm like, oh, I feel way better. It's like, well, <laughs> duh. You know, it's like, but when I go back, like I had a pretty intensive day on Thursday at work and my body was completely fine. And I was like, yeah. huh. Hmm. I was like, that's interesting. Because it took like, I bet you nine weeks for that rib to sort of not feel it. Like it was bad. I was in the barn working out, doing like a press and all of a sudden it just popped. And then I threw the weight on the ground and I knew exactly what it was. And it yeah. seized where I, like, it took me down to my knees. And I'm like, no. And it was on, like, a Monday morning. I'm like, well, there goes the rest of the week. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't work. I can't do anything. But 
until I went and saw Adam at nine, I was in the house or in here and it would seize every minute. And I'm sitting here like, oh, and then like 10 seconds later it would dissipate. I'm like, this is not going to be fun for the next little while. So yeah, sometimes I, you got to get into those little intercostal muscles between it that are. Um, yeah. Cause like it, he was saying just not all rib joints are all perfectly fit together. Like yeah. sometimes a rib joint can be more squarish compared to like a circle. Like, so it doesn't always want to fit in perfectly. So I went and saw him. He tried releasing it a bit. Like I, it was hard for me to drive. I couldn't turn. I couldn't really look. So then I went to my chiropractor and he's the one that sort of knocked her back in. But yeah, it was, it was bad. It was like the worst, one of the worst injuries I think I've ever had. I was like, holy shit, that I was think bad. Any kind of back type injury, anything sort of, it's, it affects every movement that you try to do. Stabilize Even just anything. putting your hand down yeah. here. A lot of times with back injuries, your core kind of shuts down. Mm-hmm. And so we don't even, we have to like purposely go, okay. Engage Engage your core. the core. Now move. I know I had a back thing a while ago, a few years ago. And he, I said, I can't like turn over. He says, engage your core. Now move. Mm-hmm. So I had to physically think, okay, engage the core. Now I can do whatever movement I want. And I mean, super helpful. I don't know why, like I wouldn't think of that, you know, like, of course, but because you just go to do the things you used to do, how you do them. And why can't I do it? It's hurting. It's like most exercises. I really try and incorporate core, like a lot of twisting movement, make sure my core is engaged literally at any exercise I do. I mean, the, the hard part about it is certain times we want the body to be loose and sometimes we want it tight, especially with kind of rotational stuff. It's like loose, tight, loose, tight over yeah. here, loose, tight. And it's hard to sort of turn that off and on. It's got to be a little bit natural mm-hmm. to some degree. You can't always have the body stiff and tight. You yeah. can't move if it's all stiff and tight all mm-hmm. the time. So there's times we want it loose and sometimes we want it tight. And I guess the more training you do that way, the more it knows when I have to engage, when I can let go. Yeah. You know, how much weight am I using and how tight does it have to be and and that sort of stuff. I mean, there's so many little uh, pieces of equipment out there now that do like oh, yeah. Viper and, you know, all that kind of stuff. That yes, we have an Airdyne bike okay. next door. Those things will kick your ass in like two minutes. <laughs> They're intense. They're hard. They're they're, they're but hard. they're really good, and it's really low impact too for all your joints. But it's I used to you're put dying on those clients things. on there that I was a little concerned about, say their movement skills or just how, how, um, how well they do on their feet. If I asked them to move quickly, yeah. like to get their heart rate up, so I would put them on an Airdyne bike. Just I knew it was safe. Yeah, I could push them a little bit get their heart rate up, but they weren't going to trip or fall or, or something like that. Because if, I mean, you know, if people aren't that great on their feet and I say go faster, they're going. I'm down. just looking for trouble. <laughs> yeah. They're going down. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, not that I wouldn't do that kind of stuff with them, but it wouldn't be as right fast away. as you could go. We would do ladder drills and all that stuff, you know, trying to get that a little bit better, but, you know, agility wise, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, there's so many little there's so many little gimmicks out there now. It's like even I saw one a while ago. It's like the one you stick in your jaw and your teeth, and then you work out your jaw, like you strengthen your jaw. Okay, like (laughs) am I eating tough meat or why do I need to uh, have it that strong? I purchased the Iron Neck, and that thing actually works very well. There's a lot of good science based uh, on it, and uh, one of the reasons why I think I was having headaches is because of like looking down at work. 
the front of my neck would get really tight and the back of my neck would, you know, get really like totally imbalanced, stretched out. And within doing the iron neck, I bet you for less than a month, my neck felt so much better. Well, I mean, look at everybody. Most people these days have poor posture. Yeah. I mean, this is probably not a greatest example, but we were out for dinner last night and there was this woman walking by and, you know, very nicely dressed and she had this beautiful dress on and everything, but her posture was horrible. Mm. And I'm like, that just ruins everything. <laughs> like, you look really nice, but stand up straight. Yeah. You know, and I mean, she probably didn't even realize. Staring at phones she, these days with your oh, head down. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I see so many teenagers oh, yeah. that have the worst posture ever. What are you going to look like at 50, 60, 70? Or you look like at 30 or 40. Well, even that, <laughs> like, look at you now. Yeah. And... You know, I just, I know it's hard to walk around and look at your phone straight up like this, you know, looks yeah. kind of silly, but. Or just don't look at it as much. Maybe just don't look at it as much, yeah. <laughs> Which is everybody's yeah. problem. Good luck at that. Everybody's guilty for that. Oh, I think so. I mean, I try to leave it alone. I mean, I brought it in. That's my key to my car now. So if I yeah. leave it in my car, someone can take <laughs> off with it. Um and I'm a lot of times, my husband will say, well, you know, I was trying to get the f- you on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I was busy, busy. or I didn't yeah. look at it or something. I mean, especially when I was working, I didn't have my phone with me when I'm training a client. Yeah. Like, sort of rude and unprofessional in a way, I guess, well, from my point of view. But I, I mean, they're spending a lot of money for that hour with you. Yeah. And you can't tell me that if you get a text that you're not going to check it. Because yeah. we're just curious. The sound goes off and you you're perk like, up a little you're bit. You're going to pee. Even if you just peek at it, you're yeah. going to peek, right? Yeah. Well, you've just taken time away from that client or you've taken your eyes off that client. I've seen a ton right? of trainers back in the day. Even you at think? reflex days, everything, they'd be training like a group of hockey guys. The guy would be on his phone. I was like, if I was one of these kids' parents walked in, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, get I'm off your using phone. it for a timer is what I always yeah. used to get. Well, and then I'm get like, a watch. I know. Get a watch. Or get a stopwatch or or something else. Like you don't, I get it. You're ridiculous. But I remember this one poor guy, he's down in a plank on the floor and the trainer's standing up and he never said how long this guy had to be in a plank for. So the guy's holding it, holding it. This guy's just reading his phone. Mm -hmm. And like the guy can't see him because he's face down to the floor the guy's shaking and he's sweating and I'm like you could have at least said we're either I'm you're holding it as long as you can or we got one minute or whatever yeah. and yeah no no nothing but just so he could check his phone right and it's like mm. it's definitely a problem but I, I I like a lot of the gimmicks though like they're fun to try like at Chaz next door got those the PSO right like the things okay. you lay on okay it's like uh it just it's hard to sort of describe um but it's like either like it's like a light blue one. It's got like two points. Like it looks like two peaks. Okay. And then you lay on like your psoas muscle with it, like trying to release the fascia, I guess, almost. Okay. And there's another one where it's just like a bunch of rolling hills and you lay on it on your back and it just, you lay on it for a while and it just sort of, your back or like relaxes and it actually works like really nice. Like if you're tight and you lay on that thing for like a minute or two, you're like, oh, that feels way better. Like those little things like that, I think sort of help. If you can find something that works, then yeah. go for it. I was thinking of maybe one day just for fun doing a class with a group of people and have all, like you got a shake weight 
And you got <laughs> yeah. like all those crazy and the thigh master yeah. and yeah. all those. There's so many little crazy the stuff like weight. that yeah. out there. And I'm like, we need to do a class with all those things and just get all these little crazy things that people have out there or that little board that you just sort of uh-huh. twist back and forth on and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, we need a class with just all that stuff. It would be hilarious. We'd be like, all you got to do is hold up a lacrosse ball and be like, this will help a lot. Yeah, you don't need sucks. any of these things. <laughs> yeah, the crossball is probably one of the worst things to lay on or. Well, it's roll so on. hard and so dense, right? It's, yeah, it's like it's I've done. I've one. used a tennis ball before, but it was almost too soft. But now I have one with like all these bumps on it. Like I'll roll on that. You even got to the golf ball yet? No, like my roller literally has like a sixteenth of foam on it, and then yeah. it's just hard plastic. So yeah. rolling on that thing's just sucks anyways I mean, but the foam is nice because it i mean if you want to do any kind of twisting or something it's nice to have that little bit of grip yeah because if you're rolling just on plastic your skin twists with it and you're like ow and like it, i mean it could be sweaty or slippery or whatever so you need that little bit of grip yeah what i find to get in a great and again if you don't have a ton of money and you want to train trx you can buy a trx or the knockoff of it yep they're unreal and they'll kick the crap out of you exercises I mean you can do on them there's a lot now is everybody ready for it I mean it's a kind of a tool that you kind of have to know a little bit about what you're doing yeah your core's got to be sort of you got to have a little, a little bit of strength I mean, in you it. can make it so that it's not as hard yeah you know depending on varying where you're standing and stuff but I think it's if you don't have like you say a lot of money to spend and you want a, a versatile piece of equipment mm-hmm. it's portable you can take it places or even bands I mean, bands in general work really good too i was at a friend's house i was traveling i was in denmark at my friend's house and she doesn't really work out yeah. and she doesn't have any equipment at her house we were, she's kind of in the middle of nowhere so we really didn't have a gym i was taking she had cut up like a big tree so there was little pieces of stump and stuff yeah. i was like chucking those and throwing <laughs> them over my head so like okay we got chest and we got lats and we'll put it to the back and then i do like speed drills up and down her driveway or like pretend ladder stuff and yeah. i mean you can do push-ups and jumps and oh yeah and you don't, you don't really even need, need a bunch of equipment yeah no like just body weight exercises you have a program and if you go hard it's like you're 25 do. minutes of full body workout you're like oh yeah God. that'll be like, enough yeah even if just push-ups and squats and jumping and when everything. i used to do martial arts that was sort of our basic things that we do is push up sit up squats yeah and i mean we didn't have any equipment really we didn't even have mats he goes if you're out on the street and somebody attacks you are you gonna have a mat no well okay and why are you gonna train with a mat go to the extreme right away right away it was just (laughs) hardcore and and then obviously all the punches and kicks and stuff that we did but that was sort of the basics of anything that we did and you did like a million of them and it was the okay you're in a push-up position go halfway hold okay go a little bit lower hold okay all the way up and so one push-up took like five minutes yeah uh but you know you've got much better i mean back then i could probably do like we did a thing in the summer where you're supposed to do 200 push-ups 200 sit-ups and 200 squats i could do 50 push-ups like just four sets of 50 and you what in a time frame in one day yeah that's a decent amount. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had to do that every day. I mean, the squats and the sit-ups, I, for some reason, I didn't find that big of a deal. But the push-ups. 200 push-ups is decent. That's a lot of push-ups. For sure, yeah. And so, yeah, I could do like 50, 50, 50, 50. And okay, here we go. I can't do that anymore. I'm, I'm get, trying <laughs> to get there. But but I mean, that's what we did. So yeah. many push-ups all the time. So well, it's, it's a great, way, it's a great workout. To. 
for sure. And then, cause then you, it's, it's such pushups are great because it's a great way to entwine like your core too. And like doing like, uh, Done climbers properly. and stuff yeah. like that. Like you, you can do a push up and you do climbers, you can do a twist and then you go back to push up. Like yeah. there's so many different cool variations that you can do just with your body that even I, I've seen people do. I don't know what the names are, Yeah, but they, I'm like, well, that looks pretty cool. That looks really hard. <laughs> like, a lot of it is super hard. You don't oh, yeah. need a lot of heavy weights just to get a good workout. I mean, when I did that martial arts stuff, like I said, we had no equipment and in the summer we trained outdoors and he'd come and say, Here's a tire, like an old tire. Mm-hmm. Don't let it touch the ground. So for like the next hour, you're pushing it over your head and oh, you're wow. doing whatever, but don't set it down. Or a railroad tie. We he oh, give Jesus. us one of those, and we'd have and to where run. Where was this? Various places around South Surrey. We'd go really? up to Whistler to Alice Lake and run through the trees and jump in the lakes. And man, that sounds like a lot of fun. It was fun. I I think that's what got me kind of ready for hard training Mm -hmm. or I shouldn't say ready because we did it but just ready for the rest of my life and what was to come (laughs) was just toughening me up a little bit so do you take on like new customers or anything now I'm really trying sort of not to my my dad is not that well so I'm looking after him Mm -hmm. a few days a week and I have a grandson that I look after a couple days a week and I mean, I wouldn't change that. I mean, I'm not going to get more time back with my dad. I don't yeah. know that I'm having any more grandchildren, so I want to spend as much time as I can with him. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of just what's taking up my time. And then the extra days are, you know, it's kind of like working. You're you got a husband, and, you got a house, you oh, got yeah, the responsibilities. Husband, yeah, yeah, all that. So, and I mean, our whole goal once we retired was to try to travel. Well, that kind of got kiboshed. <laughs> So we're, from we're, what? what I happened? don't know. I don't know. I just we just never got going. <laughs> yeah. So we're hoping that that's coming along soon, and we yeah, can I do think a little is. bit of that. I mean, I miss the training. I I have one guy that I see when he can get there. Yeah. Um, he comes from Vancouver, out here. So I'm he's like, making the effort where you're like, I'll, I'll make the effort. Like, I know. You're driving know. all the way out here yeah, for you're 50 minutes all the way to out go here. train. Yeah. I know. So, but I just, I mean. I want to make sure that if I am training somebody, that I'm giving it sort of all I've got and not yeah. just, oh, crap, yeah, that person's coming I'm just doing this for money. Let's throw go. a little like, thing together. Yeah. That, that's not what I want to do. So I want to make it. So you're still very passionate when it comes to fitness, health, well-being, yeah. everything yeah. like that. Because yeah. I, I mean, think if for how long you've been personal training for, it's not just a, it was never about sort of the money. It was about helping people and it knowledge. Was, definitely. And, I mean, yeah, learning. I s- when I started, it was going to be a fun little thing that I did on the side. And yeah. I had no intention of sort of taking it where I did with the, the teaching and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And it just sort of evolved into that, which I'm happy about. I, I love doing the teaching part of things. Yeah. Um, but I, I got a bit of a late start. I wish I had started a little earlier, mm-hmm. but would I evolved in the same way? Uh, you know, probably not. Yeah. So, I mean, things happen for a reason and you are where you are at a certain time in your life and, and that's how things go. So I'm happy with that. And, you know, never say never. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? A couple you know, of years from now, I'll be like, oh, I sort of want to get back into training people or whatever it may be. You never Just know. be open-minded about everything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I had a guy recently that I did some stretching sessions with. He had a um, concussion. He keeps getting knocked off his bike. 
by cars. Poor guy. <laughs> this is like the second well, time. Well, they I are think. sort of annoying on the road sometimes, not yeah. going to lie. No, I know. <laughs> so I, I don't know that it was his fault, but whatever. Um, so yeah, just kind of helping him out a little bit. So little bits and pieces like that, I sort of don't mind doing, but I don't yeah. know that I want to take on long-term you don't want 30 clients a month. I, I just, it's not going to be fair to them because I know I want to try to travel and be away and do other things. And mm-hmm. and so it's not going to be fair to either one of us for me to always be away or feel like I can't go because I have to stay home because of clients. Yeah. Right. So, so at this time, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. And your husband is still, what's his name again? Rick. 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 Yeah. No, he's not working. He's fully retired, sold his business. I need um, that mechanic. Mechanics wear gloves. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, because my brother-in-law would have them at the shop all the time. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. sh- that's what Shelly's husband, that's his company. He's like, what, really? I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's now sort of hanging around my son's office and Bugging him. helping him out. <laughs> if you can't see the quotation marks. <laughs> um, I think just to, he really enjoys, if we can call it, consulting. Yeah. So... He likes to go into the an office to go into and talk to them and help them out and help him grow his business and yeah and I mean he's been my son Brady has been kind of one of the lucky ones through all of this I mean some businesses were doing so well others closed yeah. up um, he sells those little Strider bikes oh yeah yeah so, we got two of them out there I think yeah so throughout all last year with everybody trying to get Stuck active outside home. and find things <laughs> to do. Bikes, 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 and I mean, business is booming. Business was as far as that little part was going, and then yeah. he has other sort of motocross accessories, um, protective neck braces for motocross and um, mountain biking stuff like that. Yeah, because so I, I forget. I don't. I'm not sure if I heard this from you or I heard it from a podcast, but they were saying people that race motocross, like their heart rates, crazy, can high. go like 200 beats per minute during a race for like the whole race. Chad took. Um, Brady out one day um, to just watch what he did. He was training Brady. Yeah. So he wanted to see, like, what do you do when you're out here and I'm going to measure your heart rate and stuff. Now, granted, Brady was young, so as far as heart rate goes, yeah, it's going to look higher yeah. than what mine would get. But it was, like, 212 or something for, like, the whole time. Because just your... I mean, people think you're sort of sitting around riding on a motorcycle. It's pretty much like doing squats and push-ups with however that machine weighs that you're riding the whole time because you're just like this, right? And so much core work and everything that you're doing and side to side and over jumps and bumps and and whatever. So it's a very demanding sport. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to have your heart rate jacked up. Yeah, for that line like and you're that. talking about is like a half an hour 20 minutes 15 it depends minutes. what kind of races you're you're racing like outdoor races can go yeah as long as that indoor races are usually a little bit shorter man the amount of calories you're burning when your heart's going that fast must be you'd be burning a couple thousand in a race easy it's a lot yeah yeah wow and i mean the, you know they're usually young people that are doing this so the food is just oh just going know, down crazy town yeah. and poor brady after you know, racing for so long, and that was just part of your life, and working out, and being fit, and you didn't really think about, I have to go work out to be fit, you're just doing what you have to do for your job, Yeah. right, and then when he kind of had his own business, and he wasn't racing, and all of a sudden, body's not just looking like it used to, (laughs) right, like, what's going on, and well, you have a desk job now, Yeah. and you're not racing anymore, getting getting a little soft, so he's kind of back on the the training now, he's like, okay, that's enough of that, my back is aching, my legs are aching, and and I mean, he had a lot of injuries throughout his career, so. It's a tough sport to be in. 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's. You're, when you fall, you could be falling from it's gonna leave 15 a mark. feet in the air. It's, it's like, gonna, oh, this is going to hurt. Yes. Even if it's dirt. It's, it's going to leave pretty, a mark. Yeah. Still, still pretty compacted soil. Yeah. I mean, he's broken both femurs. And I mean, I won't go on because that's not fair to motocross. But, <laughs> you know, you can imagine. So yeah. I remember one day, this was probably, I laughed. It wasn't funny. He's laying in bed at Children's Hospital. He has a broken femur. And he's, it's hurting a lot. And he's in a lot of pain. On the TV is the 9-11 happening. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, what's going on? He's crying. I'm on the phone to my daughter who is in an um, eating disorder unit in Arizona. <laughs> and she's crying, Mom, I want to come home. I don't like it here. And I'm just like, what the hell? The like, world is ending. <laughs> the world is ending right now. It's like, it can't possibly be any worse. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of laugh about it now, but... Yeah, not a good day. At that moment. Yeah, not a good day. Yeah, it's funny when you have moments like that in your life where you're like, this shit is, I, I can't, I'm going to explode. I know. But then when you talk about it like a couple of years later, you're like, yeah, I got through it. But at that time, <laughs> like, I, know. I felt it like jumping good. out the window. <laughs> I know. But when I said I did martial arts and that sort of toughened me up, all of this crap that you get throughout your life, I think something new, it was all coming. And Shelly, you need to be tough because you've mm -hmm. got a lot of stuff coming up here that you need to deal with. Yeah, life isn't easy. Not always, no. 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 I mean, I'm not complaining about my life. I've had a great life, but stuff happens. For and, sure. you know, how am I going to deal with that? I can't just fold up into a ball and, and cry my eyes out. I, I got to hit this head on and, okay, what are we going to do? So what's right? your recommendation then? For what? For, for, for life? Not <laughs> just for life, but for people that may want to change their lifestyle when it comes to fitness and health and well-being? Well, I mean, one step at a time. Like, yeah. start it, do it. it. I mean, it can only help you. I mean, I always say I don't want to be sitting in a wheelchair. I don't want to be not able to move. I don't want to be not able to walk. And it starts with little baby steps. Mm -hmm. And you may not get to the point where somebody else your age does, but every little bit's going to help. I mean, how can you not feel better being knowing that your body is capable of what you're asking it whatever and that even if it's just walking from here to the end of my street yeah you know i'm not saying it has to be big things and i mean we all have things that come into our path that maybe make that so that it's not possible or not as easy to be possible i mean you're telling inspirational stories about all these podcasts you've listened to and people that have had these hard lives and overcome so many obstacles in obstacles life. in yeah. their life it can happen we can do it you know and like you say hey compared to that my life is pretty good yeah right and i mean yeah. when i think of what i went through with my kids and all that sort of stuff and you know when my daughter wanted her nose pierced my husband's losing his mind <laughs> and i'm like she's alive you know yeah. so what if she gets her nose pierced she yeah. wants pink hair who gives a crap you know, if that's the worst thing that's happening today, it's a pretty good day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think I've, I really learned throughout all of that to not sweat the small stuff. Because uh, some people think sometimes I may not react enough to things that are happening. I said, okay, if I scream or cry or yell or pound my fist, is that going to help this situation? Yeah. No. And you'll just feel worse. Yeah. So... Why am I going to do that? I mean, sometimes it helps to get out a little bit of energy. I guess I do that with exercise. Yeah. Um, All the inner demons come out a little bit. That's <laughs> right. So I can sort of burn off a bit of that. But 
you know, yelling, screaming, crying. And I mean, I'm not saying I don't do any of those things. I'm a normal person. But yeah. sometimes, like, that's not the answer. That's not going to help. And just learning how to communicate with other people and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I don't need to be here yelling at somebody because no one's listening. Yeah. You know, you're just yelling over each other and nothing's happening. So communication, I think, is one big thing that I learned out of that. I, you know, having to go to you know, therapy with my daughter and as a family and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that, you know, I think it, as much as I wish I never had to go through all that stuff or that she had to go through any of that, it taught us a lot. Being vocal. So many people I, I find these days are so uptight. They don't want to communicate. And then it just sort of eats away at their lives. And then you become an angry, negative you person because it's it easier. It's almost easier to be negative because you have to put a little bit of effort into being a positive person. Yeah. And, People are lazy and they or don't, they want to take the easy path. <laughs> we have the other people that are always positive and everything's always sunny and rosy and great. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're a lion sack. Like the stickers on the back of people's cars, like no bad days. I'm like, ah, that ain't balanced, bro. Yeah. There are bad days. <laughs> you need shitty days. <laughs> there are bad days. Yeah. And we have to live through those too. But it, I think it's all of your mindset and how you look at it. Yeah. Like, does that one day have to ruin the rest of your week or the rest of your month or well, it's over now. Yeah. Like I had a day like that. Yeah, actually, this past week, helping out a buddy at his place building his deck, and I completely, I should have minus something instead of added when I built the stairs, and I was so shocked at myself. He sort of, like, walked away and left me there, and I sort of, like, freaked out for, like, maybe, like, a split second. Like, yeah. I took my hat off, and I just, like, smashed the deck it with it. I'm like, man, like, I've done this so many times. I'm like, well, there's, that's the problem. Sometimes you sort of turn your brain off from the something you've you've done over the years so many times. Get a bit complacent. And then it's like, you know, stairs are fairly easy to build, but they're fairly easy to screw up. And clearly, I screwed up the, the run I had to do with calculations. I'm like, wow, man. And like the rest of the day was like sort of gone. It was already ruined. Well, I think you're now you're like, all in you're your head. You're stuck in your head and you start second guessing yourself constantly. And at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I'll be back on Friday to finish. I was like, yeah, I just, I, I was like, dude, go. like, I'm like, I finished out the day till like three 30 or whatever yeah, it was, I can't. but I was like, man. And then when I was there Friday, boom, everything done in two hours. And I was like, wow, it's amazing. What, you know, just move on Clearing. from that to clear, clear the mind a bit. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like it was, but it was one of the, he's like, dude, it's one of those days. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, Man, I haven't had one of these days in a while. But it's it caught me off guard. Yeah, I was I mean, like, oh, man. Like, you expect yourself to be good at what you're doing, and yeah. this is my job, and I know what I'm doing, and yeah. now I screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. And it was, thankfully, it was at a friend's house. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> it, it was a customer out of him, like, oh, no. <laughs> um, there'll be another $500 because I need more yeah. wood to do I those need stairs an extra again. day of work. <laughs> I know. Oh, but, well, yeah, things no. happen. You have those days where you just like, oh doing you question everything you're doing you're like ah what is the meaning of life yeah i ask myself every day that I know. <laughs> every every day i wake up i'm like all right what are we doing today what are we doing even though today? i know my life runs better in a routine you unfortunately know, <laughs> that's how i keep my sanity I, I i mean i can't speak for other people but i mean i'm probably like that too you sort of get up about the same time you go to bed about the same mm -hmm. time this is kind of when my meal times are my yeah. my husband teases me oh three o'clock must be snack time yeah. i'm like is it three yes it is it's snack yeah, time gotta go gotta you go. know <laughs> gotta have a snack yeah that's one thing uh, eating the way i am right now is my energy levels are through the roof all day really i don't need coffee midday i am hauling ass i'm huh. like it's crazy 
I was like, I love it. I love this part of it. <laughs> be interesting to see if that continues or if you kind of hit a plateau and then... It, it didn't on keto. Keto, I was running on fats. I was eating about 230 grams of fat a day on keto. Yeah. And I never crashed once for the whole six months. The oh. first two weeks I found was like your body sort of changing over to a different, yeah. like running off ketones instead of running off sugar. Yeah. But with this, it was like now I'm into about two weeks and now I'm like really starting to feel the benefits of eating like this. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I would sort of think that it might make you more sluggish, like longer digestion, like trying to get all that uh, meat. Yeah, I digested. I think that's like, you know, they call it like the keto flu. It's like when your system, is, you, you'll feel shitty for a couple of days. Yeah. I think I already felt like that sluggishness, like why am I so tired right now? Yeah. Like this, but then, then the couple days after it was gone and then now I'm, I feel like I like I didn't even have coffee today, but it feels like I just finished drinking a cup. Like I'm like boom, 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 like ready to go, like constantly right now. I'm like this. I like this part. Yeah, like a pretty. (laughs) But it'll be interesting introducing food groups back in. So is that what you're gonna do? Just sort of slowly. I think so. Like, cause there's a certain way. Like uh, Chaz's girlfriend Alexa, she took schooling for what is it? Uh, Holistic nutrition, like more like plant based roots and everything and whatever she did. But uh, very knowledgeable when it comes to nutrition and supplements because she works at, she runs the whole uh, vitamin section at Nature's Fair. So okay. she's very informed about that stuff. So she's like, there's different ways to introduce food, like less toxic fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. And uh, so I'll probably sort of do that, but it'll be hard because the way I feel physically right now, I feel great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I would hate to, like, I guess carnivore in a way is like a total elimination of almost everything yep. right away. It's not like, okay, I'm going to stop eating eggs for a month. Okay, it's not that. I'm yeah. going to stop eating broccoli. Okay, it's not that. I just cut everything out. So well, I was just like, okay, like, let's see. So clearly I may have been eating something that caused more inflammation if in my body. If you ever had food sensitivities of any kind and got, like, tested and they go, okay, it's all these things, they strip you right down to only the things you didn't yeah. react to and you eat all that for x amount of time and then they just introduce one thing at a time how do you feel what happened mm-hmm. you know and sort of check on everything that was okay okay we're gonna add one more thing in yeah and i don't my a naturopath my daughter went to did that to her right after she came back from treatment for an eating disorder so <laughs> She's all good. Everything's fine. Oh, you can't eat any of these things. You can only eat these three items. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You're just <laughs> negating all that time she just spent in treatment. Yeah. And my daughter's crying her eyes out because all she can eat is this. Now, she says, it was probably a good thing because she was sensitive to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And she found out what those things were. I mean, she added stuff back in and now everything's good. Yeah. But she knows the things that, okay, that just drives my guts crazy. I just... And I mean, she's not trying to take away any food group or any item. It's just, I know when I eat that, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I might stay away from like, like I, I don't really care for like eating too many carbs now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like, oh, I can't wait to have a potato. I'm like, I, right. I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Like doing this right now, cause I'm still like, still, still doing it. Um, it just shows you what like so much shit you don't need and you can still function completely fine. Like when I did keto, I actually did blood work and like 
that's a, my problem with like my doctor was like, oh, you shouldn't be eating. I'm like, well, are you up? You're not a nutritionist, first They're off. They're not. So me coming to you for a blood test for the general things, I guess, like cholesterol and sure, that's all that all type great. of stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, can you test, like, I want to see, like, if I'm lacking in, like, certain vitamins and minerals and how's my test levels. He's like, oh, we don't really do that here. You know, you'd have to go to a naturopath, and that's not really backed by science and all this. I'm like, and I sort of, like, looked at him, like, turned my head sideways. I'm like, what? I'm just like, this is the last time I see you. Western (laughs) medicine, they know how to give you pills, prescribe pills, and do surgery. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything in between that? I mean, I shouldn't say that. That's maybe putting a real yeah. blanket on a lot of doctors because there's some great doctors out oh, there sure. that do look into other things. But many of them, if I can't do surgery on it or give you a pill, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So they're not, I mean, they're great for a lot of things, but there's certain things I'd probably go see somebody else. For sure. And especially that sort of stuff with nutrition and things like that. I mean, how much time do you think they spend on nutrition at med school? They, they really can't know everything about everything. Yeah. Right? So they have to learn, you know, this basic stuff. And we get a little bit of that. Yeah. Just a little bit. So they probably maybe know basics. But I remember once, now this was a long time ago, and a doctor with a cigarette in his hand <laughs> in his office lecturing me on I was exercising too much. And he's a, he's a big guy, too. And I'm just like... What is why wrong with this picture? Why am I even sitting here? <laughs> I know. I got to go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, okay, times have changed somewhat, but just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're healthy and doesn't mean you know everything. Mm-hmm. It's like anybody that does any profession. Some of them are great. Some of them not so great. Yeah, you got to find, you know? like like we've been preaching about the whole time, find what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, for nutrition stuff, I'd probably go to somebody else. Rather than my GP. Like you said, for regular blood tests of basic stuff, cool. He's good. Yeah, it was interesting because he was, like, not a fit at all. I don't think I've really met a lot of doctors that are super fit, even though I'm sure they're out there, and I've listened to a lot of doctors that are really fit. But do I personally know any? It's like, I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, mean, okay, what is their reason? They know that that's supposed to be good for you, Mm -hmm. you know, staying fit and doing all the things, but... Do they not have time? Are they too busy? Are they stressed? Yeah. Are they, you know, I don't know. It's just like anybody else with any other job. I don't have time. Yeah. You know? That's why I don't like excuses. I've never been the guy you want to, oh, I'm just like, you know, I'm tired. I don't have time. I'm like, yeah, we're done here. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's sort of what's hard as a trainer. I always used to get the, the women that would come in and go, my husband says I'm fat. I'm like, well, this isn't going to work out. Because you don't want to be here in the first place now. <laughs> yeah, so you're not going to try hard. You're mm-hmm. trying to please him, and he's probably never going to be pleased. Yeah. You know, if he's saying that to you, he's, a he's dick that kind off. of guy. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. So, you know, this isn't probably going to work out. I'll do what I can, but your heart's not really going to be in this because you're just going to get pissed off that he keeps telling you you're fat. So yeah. it's not going to work it's out. It's up to you in the end to truly change. If you want yeah. it for you, let's go. Yeah, let's let's do this. But if you're doing this for somebody else... I don't care if you're trying to quit smoking, trying to lose weight, trying to get off drugs, stop drinking, whatever you're trying to do. If you're not doing it for you, then what are you there's doing? a good chance it's probably not going to well, last. Well, I've told people that before where it's like, like, yeah, I want to start exercising, do this. I'm like, imagine if you started tomorrow. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to start Monday. It's like, no, that's the wrong way of thinking for what I look at. Why wait till Monday? Why wait till Monday? How about you get up tomorrow and you go for a walk right away? Just get up and, and just go. do it. I'm yeah. like, imagine... You got your walk in the first week, the second week, maybe start running, then maybe get a trainer or just, you know, 
body weight exercises at home. Imagine if you kept up with that. Take a picture of day one, six months from now, take another picture. Because yeah. it's hard to see change in yourself. It's not until like, say if I gained 30 pounds and you saw me and you'd be like, holy shit, like look how much weight you've gained. You'd be like, oh yeah, I, I guess. Like you don't Came really on notice. Gradual, yeah. and you maybe didn't notice. But if imagine what you could look like six months from now. Yeah. Like imagine that. Most people would be like, yeah, that, that could be amazing. But you're going to have to work your ass off and you're not going to party work, as much. Work, man. Yeah, you know, it's like, no, but imagine what you could look like. Like imagine a six months, even three months from now. I think like a lot of people just look at the end point and go, oh, I can't get there. Yeah. Let's make a real short-term goal. You're going to drink a little more water this week. You're going to mm-hmm. take a walk. You know, I I don't think you have to start crazy because yeah. you're going to lose them. Not many people are going to come back if you... Go kick, too hard, too fast. Kick back out of them the first day. Yeah. Who wants to come back and do that? I couldn't even walk the next day. Yeah. Uh, why do I want to do that again? Yeah. You know, so we've got to ease into things. See, I like bit. being sore. I'm like, ah, I did something right. Well, I mean, <laughs> now we do that to ourselves and yeah. think it's hilarious that I can't yeah. walk down the stairs. But to a brand new person. That, I hate this discomfort. Well, why would I want to go back and do that again? Yeah. You know? It's so and funny. It doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to make them that sore. Yeah, you we don't want to. We can ease them into this. Yeah. Like, uh, even, like, looking up to Arnold when, like, you know, you watch, like, Pump and Iron and stuff, and there's a scene in it where him and this guy are doing squats, and they're just going so hard. Not like it's crazy weight. Like, it's still heavy weight. Right. But this guy literally just falls over on the ground, and Arnold just, like, steps over him and, you know, puts more plates on. And I remember one time training at Reflex. It was, like, my favorite gym I've ever gone to back in the day. It was almost like a, f- a group of guys there that was like, hey, man, when you walk in, you knew everyone. Knew everybody, there yeah. was this guy, Mike, there. He was like, I used to call him Mayor Mike because he'd just walk around. <laughs> hey, I was like, he knew every single person in the gym. It was almost like its yeah. own little community. And there was this big Daryl guy, one of the biggest guys I've ever seen besides meeting Jay Cutler. Yeah. Um, he's, he was squatting eight plates aside. And I saw him in the change room before he went out there. He had like one of those squat suits on. Yeah. He knees wrapped. He had chalk across his shoulders. He was doing smelling something to get him fired up. And he's like, I need you at the bar. And me and this other guy were at the Mm -hmm. bar. And I'm like, what do you want me to do here? Something goes sideways. You you have eight plates on each side. And what he did was he had a bench behind him and he squatted down and rested for a second and then got back up. And it was one of the craziest lifts I've, ever seen so stupid me being 19 or 20 at the time i can do this i'm like daryl i want to train legs with you he's like be here tomorrow i'm like okay it's sunday i used to go to the reflex all the time on sundays and i did legs with him big mistake i could i barely made it to my truck i sat in my truck for 20 minutes i thought i was gonna like pass out (laughs) i drove home i opened up the door my stepbrother was outside washing his truck i just puked everywhere and I was like, I feel like I'm going to faint. He's like, what were you doing? I was like, I did legs. legs. I did legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, what are you doing? And I had to like lay down for probably a good hour before I could sort of sit up. And then I was just, I just shaking. So what, just, do you, what do you think it was? Was it too much weight? Was it the volume that you did? Probably volume. Like I, I think, well, probably everything. Yeah, probably too everything. much of everything. Too much of everything. And he's he's a beast. He was 320 pounds. He was a monster. And who knows what he's... Oh, he was he was taking the, yeah, D balls like candy. Yeah, he was saying yeah. so, but I I just could I remember going to the gym the next day like I, I felt like I could be in a wheelchair. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is day one. Just wait till day two. I 
day two after leg day, day is way worse. And he's like, oh. I never did legs with him again. I was like, dude, you like destroyed me. I was like, I don't think that was good. But like, you're hopping in to his level. Oh, he's been training for 20 years. Right. Like, so this is what monster. he does every day. Yeah. <laughs> and with a lot of help. Right. Yeah. So, you know, silly you. Yeah. Because we had dumbbells at Reflex that went to like 180, I think, or 170. <laughs> and he used to like hammer curl them. He'd be hammer curl like 160s, even though like, you know, it's sort of like swinging, it, swinging but, a bit, but still, but still yeah. to get that sort of bent at 90 degrees still, I was like, oh my God, like you're a monster. <laughs> Very impressive. I've never seen a guy lift like that since then, Crazy, but right? it was impressive. It was impressive <laughs> to watch. I was like, you're a monster, man. Like he, he would rack like the, the uh, row machine, like the pin would be on the very bottom. The stack was like, you know, 30 plates high. And I'm like, oh my just, God. yeah, he, he was just, warm up. he was just repping it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> but like he, his body type was just, he was a beast. He was six, I mean, four, 300 and something pounds, like just a monster of a guy. Yeah. So he was naturally probably built. Oh, for sure. To do this. Like I say, he had a lot of help, but he Still, just had he the body type to do that. Very, very hard. Even yeah. if you're taking something, yeah, you still, you have still to work. train so hard. People are like, yeah. oh, he's on steroids. Like, yeah. But you still have to do the your work. effort is just as much if you're not on anything. Yeah. Like, it's probably even more because like, you see the me benefits. Up a quicker, but yeah. I still have yeah. to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was an amazing guy to be around. But I learned a lot of knowledge from Reflex, the guys there. Like this big Ron guy, he almost reminded me of Arnold. He sort of looked like him. Yeah. And he was on, I think, the Smith machine one day uh, doing bench. Yeah. And his pec tore. And it just hit the little safety catchers or whatever. And it was like his bicep to like his inner chest was like purple and black and everything. He totally tore his pec. I was like, oh my God, dude. Like he still showed up the next day and he's, you know, training legs One or whatever. Just everyone there was just a trooper. Just go. Well, I've never seen people work out harder at a gym. I mean, training and lifting heavy, it hurts yeah. while you're doing it. So you, I mean, it's got to toughen you up some and mm -hmm. you get used to some sort of pain. I yeah. guess you could say. I mean, I don't really want to rip a bicep or, I mean, a, a pec, but, uh, yeah. you know, stuff happens. Terrible. But I remember Chad did that to a bicep. He was, we had these tires that we used to flip. Yeah. And there was a, we'll call it a lighter one, a smaller one. And I think he just wanted to get it out of the way. So he just kind of went like this to it and ripped his bicep. Uh, like the big head? Yeah. And oh. then you, you see this thing in a little ball here. And he's like, yeah, that can't be good. I'm like, no, not so good. I think that happened to a buddy of mine in rugby. He went to go tackle a guy, and the guy's knee just ran right into his bicep. And now, even now, it looks like it's just two peaks. Like, it's just been, like, almost separated in the middle. I got two peaks. Look yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ow. Like, that must have felt oh. like, you're, even though your adrenaline's going. but Later, though. Later, yeah, oh, that later. Can't I can imagine nice. how sore that would be. During, oh. it's just like, oh crap. But yeah, later, not so good. Yeah, I just deal with loose stuff, loose knees, loose joints. That's what I deal with. But I'm, I'm not trying to detach anything no, right now. No. No. But no. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having yeah, me. We're That's about awesome. We almost had almost two hours. Woo! Little chit chat Time in flies. there. It does. It well, does. I appreciate you coming on. It's been great seeing you. I haven't seen you for a while. No, I know. We'll have to catch up a little bit better about things. And yeah. Yes. No, thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome to come out anytime. Perfect. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoy this episode with Shelly, and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. <laughs>